Before the start of this episode, I wanted to tell you about another podcast that I am producing for my friend Aisha. It's called the Botanica Podcast. I wonder what she thinks of that pronunciation. But anyway, <laughs> uh, here's a trailer for the podcast. You can subscribe to it uh, anywhere you get your podcast, just like ours. Here it is. Welcome to the Botanica Podcast. This is your host, Aisha. Listen in as we discuss topics like love, health, sex, relationships, and even alternative medicine. We stream live every Sunday at 8 on Facebook. Listen to the Botanica Podcast on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, iHeartRadio, or wherever you get your podcasts. Don't forget to stop by our Botanica every Sunday. We have a lot to share. So you've got a podcast or an idea for a podcast or no ideas yet, but you want to start a podcast. Whatever stage you're at, G Media Solutions is here to help you take your podcast to the next level. We are a podcast production company based in Atlanta that specializes in audio recording, video live streaming, and all the elements you need to make your podcast thrive. To fulfill your podcast needs, contact us on Facebook and or Instagram at G Media ATL. By the time you hear this podcast, the water will be warm enough. Wendy? Yes, Lisa. Is the water warm enough? Yes, Lisa. Shall we begin? Yes, Lisa. Welcome to, by the time you hear this podcast, I'm Greg. I'm Ben. And welcome to episode 173. The, um, I, well, yeah, there's no me for 173. 173, I think we, come we, with me. <laughs> I don't know. To a land of pure imagination? Yeah, yeah, I got, I got chocolate. <laughs> um, yeah, we stopped doing that a long time ago, as far as the number meaning something. But anyway... Thank you for everyone who's listened and downloaded so far. Um, if you use Spotify primarily, 
Uh, <laughs> is that still going on there? Yeah. Oh, um, I'm writing a sternly worded email. <laughs> is this to make space for Joe Rogan? <laughs> We're all under his thumb right now. Pretty much. Yeah. Um, so the last, uh, our Lionel Richie episode is missing an hour. And um, that's longer than the album. that we discussed (laughs) and our uh because the internet episode and our police episode are have not come up on the feed on spotify um they haven't come up at all i i even like took them down re-uploaded them Mm -hmm. uh no they came back on apple music you know what apple podcasts greg (laughs) everything apple touches does not turn to fruit yeah, but they host my podcast, though. <laughs> <laughs> it, it came up on the feed. Um, Thanks, Tim Cook. <laughs> Thanks. Yeah, really, thank you. Mm-hmm. Thank you for your people doing your job. Oh, geez. Okay. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> um, so, um, uh, if you use any other platform, if you use... Um, Deezer or Audible, um, uh, Good Pods is another platform. Yeah, the they aggregators are good for that. Like they'll 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 just look for everything. Uh, Hark, um, Hark. of course. Yeah, there's one called Hark. Uh, of course, iHeartRadio. Um, you can, our uh, their podcast section. We're on there. Uh, tune in, um, Amazon Podcasts. We're on those. Uh, Spotify needs to catch up. I, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what's going on there. That's kind of that's kind of rank. Spotify, get together, Spotify. Yeah. Um, but anyway, we have a guest. He's been here before. Hello. <laughs> the most recurring <laughs> guest. Um, it's between you and um, uh, and Brandon. And Brandon, yeah. I'm trying to yeah. make his record. <laughs> I mean, both of you, I feel like, are you can put your feet on the couch. Nice. If you kind of feel like it, you know. Yeah, my legs are long enough. Yeah, we, <laughs> we wouldn't. Just don't, you know. Don't Rick James us. Don't, <laughs> yeah. don't grind your dirty boots. Well, yeah. We've already seen enough people get Rick James this week. You know, you know, I'm chilling. Uh, so we have uh, a Rick James joke. <laughs> <laughs> we have Eric, um, who is what? What's your stream? Uh, your Twitch? Uh, Twitch is the Eric V. The okay. Everything is literally the Eric V except my YouTube channel, which is called Streamer School. Where I teach you how to be your favorite streamer. So, um, I, I've seen, <laughs> I've seen some uh, clips of uh, what you have on because you're on TikTok as yes. well, um, and we're also on TikTok. At by the time you hear this, same spelling with the letter U. Um, as I've seen some of your clips that you posted on TikTok, the one with. Zach from Power Rangers. Oh God! Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Play the Power Rangers game. Um, I don't know which one. The one on um, SNES. Yes. Oh, I used one. to add all of them. Yes. I love those. Did games. you notice anything weird about that game? About Zach specifically? I mean, his fighting moves look like dance moves. Okay. I don't know if that's what you're talking which about. Which is accurate. Hip hop keto. Yeah. You know, it's on brand. <laughs> uh, but if uh, the, his face, his 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 mouth in particular. Because someone on your stream said he looks like Sambo. Oh, And then you took geez. a closer look, and <laughs> it, it changed everything. 
<laughs> yeah, it, it is like it changed how I looked exact forever. Oh, <laughs> you no. can't unsee it. And I'm like at the very beginning oh, of the game. No. Zach was the first character that I picked. Same. Yeah, every uh every Saturday I play an old game. Christmas and, morning. And most of the time I try to play a game that I uh am nostalgic about. I, I try to go for that. I'm like, yeah, and then I, you know, break down the history of it and how I used to play it when I was six years old and blah 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 blah. <laughs> You know, gonna pick pick Zach. You know, for us, for the culture. <laughs> and yeah, the very first stage before I even start walking, so he's like, "Yeah, he looks kind of Sambo-ish," and I'm like, "What do you mean Sambo?" And then I'm like, "Oh shit!" <laughs> and like, I had to cut out pieces of the TikTok because I was just in shock for so long. But I was like, "I I can't unsee it, y'all. Like, I can't." Who who published the game? Who made the game? Uh, uh, I don't remember. Um, but you that's know, how they. If it was the people who made the TV show, then it's. Someone in Japan. Yeah, Saban. <laughs> I, I don't. I don't know if Saban makes video games or made video games at the time. Maybe. It, maybe it was Bandai. I feel like it was. You Bandai know what? It could have. Yeah, I'm looking at it. It says uh, Bandai. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Didn't. That. It's like, how do we make black people? <laughs> big lips. <laughs> yeah. I'll exactly. draw it from memory. <laughs> big lips. Yeah. And um, I I saw that clip recently, mm-hmm. and I don't know if it was on. On Instagram, uh, that I remember, there was another clip from the game where it was the end credits mm-hmm. of oh, the yes. game. Yes, yes. And it's just Zach dancing. He's going in. <laughs> he is going in, man. Yeah. And it was like it. I it, I was just sad. I just felt sad. <laughs> and that's the saddest part about it that none of us noticed. If there was Twitter, around, I remember that as a kid. Now, like he's just kept dancing, but yeah, like yeah. he danced so much on the show. It was like, well, that's just what Zach do, you know? That's and just- it is. But also, like, it's like everybody's at the juice bar. They're not having a conversation. They're not drinking mm-hmm. their juice. They're all just cheering Zach on <laughs> as he's dancing by himself. Just going in. And I'm just like, I know, but it like, looks weird. And then I saw the, uh, there's a clip from the show mm-hmm. where um, they're fighting some, some monsters or whatever. Yeah. And they're like... And it's like, Zach, get him. He's like, yeah, these two are mine. And then he, like, does this, like. <laughs> That's from the very first episode, by the way. He does, like, yeah, he does some dance move before he's. Even in the credits, when they introduce him, they have him kind of, like. Yeah. Kind of go, like, just, yeah. Oh, man, it's lovely. And there's also. Was it Walter Jones is his name, yes, right? Yes. Walter Jones. Shout out to Walter Jones. And, and there's lovely. another. Um, <laughs> if y'all if you ever follow the, uh, they're on Facebook or their, their YouTube channel everything is terrible mm, I, I think I follow it. them um, there's a I don't know if it was like some anti-drug or anti-bullying VHS tape <laughs> from the early 90s where uh, uh, Walter Joe's and he's he's talking to um, his girlfriend and um She's scared for him because her ex-boyfriend oh. wants to fight or something. Oh. And he's like, oh, I can handle myself. I'm not worried about him. And then the other guy comes up. And I think it's the guy. I don't know what else he's been in. The first thing I can think of is there's a there is a TV movie about Dennis Rodman mm-hmm. that came out in like 2000. And it's the dude who played Dennis Rodman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, there's no way I know what that is. <laughs> Uh, I think it's him. It might it might be somebody else, but it looked like him. And so they get in each other's face and stuff, and then they just have a dance battle. 
God. Like I thought, okay. I thought this the seeing it. I had never seen it before. I thought it was an anti-bullying or you know <laughs> handle your problems by talking it out yeah. kind of thing. No, it was a dance battle, and it went on for like way too long. Oh my god, <laughs> I, I do remember that YouTube channel. Now that you mention it, I need to and uh, and then the other guy just just walked away. He's like, he's a better dancer than me, so he keep my girl wow. or something like that. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, <laughs> uh, so let's get into, um, some music news. Well, before we get to that, um, uh, what have you been listening to, uh, Eric, uh, whether it's music or podcast or anything like that? Music wise, I've been listening to, and I don't know if I said this last time because my music listening barely ventures out nowadays. I always feel so out of place when I'm here. I'm like, <laughs> Man, you guys know your shit, and I know shit. But um, I've been listening to a lot of like video game music. Um, nice. There's this video game called Skullgirls, which I've never played. I've seen it played. It's a fighting game, kind of uh, anime esque. Mm-hmm. And there's this song called "Hmm, The Crowd Goes Home." And it's like a jazzy, it doesn't sound, you wouldn't think, oh, it's from a video game, it's a video game song. It doesn't sound like that at all. It's Mm. just this beautiful, like, jazzy, crazy track. And there's also an artist, um, Dornick, who is British, I believe. He's an R&B singer. Um, He has this song called Drive, which has been, like, I guess my earworm, to use y'all's term. (laughs) And I'm just like, I cannot stop listening to this song. I feel like that was my earworm. Like in one of our first few episodes. Yeah, it's an older song. Yeah, I think it was from his D O R N I K. Yeah. And I'm like, that thing was from his first album. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. And I found him through uh, Zoe, who was affiliated with Foreign Exchange, who I always mention when I come here. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And um, yeah, like those those two like particular songs, I guess. Were you at their show recently? Like one of Zoe's shows Mm -hmm. recently? At the winery? Yeah. Yeah, how was that? It was dope. It was amazing. Um, and it was a it was a cool, nice vibe. Had the the shark coochie board and you know all that. <laughs> and uh, it was it was good. It was good to like, I don't know, even go to public places again. Like I haven't been to a concert in so long. And I recently saw another artist that I posted on Instagram, and her name is escaping me right now. But um, I'm gonna find it super super <laughs> fast. Um, what's the? Uh, I I haven't been to a show at City City Winery yet, but. It feels I like all the nice. major cities have something mm-hmm. like it. Yeah. So what what's the venue like? Um, it's just basically like a restaurant with a stage, <clears throat> and everybody's just turned and facing you know the music, which is just at the front. But you're ordering wine, you can order food. It's just yeah, it's just like a restaurant mm-hmm. with I guess probably less food, um, more wine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, more wine, less food, more Get music. Um, the unfortunately. It wasn't as lively as I'm used to seeing a foreign exchange show, even though this isn't foreign exchange, this is Owen Tall Black Guy. But these are some of the same songs. Mm-hmm. I'm used to seeing people, you know, everybody standing and stuff generally. So everybody here, you know, everybody's sitting down, you know, the lead singer's trying to get everybody to like clap and stand up, but everybody's kind of like eating. And I'm just like, <laughs> I want this to, I want more people to enjoy this. And I'm just like, you know, singing the lyrics at him or whatever. But, um, but yeah, it was good. It was a uh, you know kind of sophisticated vibe, you know. Okay, I felt that pain before of playing at a restaurant and wanting people to get into it, mm-hmm. and they're like, "Nah, bro, I got chicken fingers." Yeah, I gotta finish. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, I may have. I hopefully I've, I've mentioned this on the pod before, but um, my mom used to be a jazz singer mm. uh, growing up in Augusta. Mm-hmm. Um, 
and <laughs> probably the 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 really the there are two times I remember being there specifically. There there was this hotel in Down Augusta that they that her band would perform at, and the two times I remember being there specifically because she she was there every weekend is one my. It was either my sister's 16th birthday or one of her friend's 16th birthday that they had there. And the other time was the same night uh, of the OJ chase. Oh, okay. Because <laughs> I, um, uh, I was there and I remember my mom got me chicken tenders and fries yeah. <laughs> while she performed. And I was watching the, the game because it was during the finals. Yeah. And uh, while they're showing the game, I see in the corner OJ going down the highway. (laughs) 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 And uh, yeah, I just remember really being into that trial. And I'm like 10. I'm 10 years old following the trial. Um, But yeah, but the environment of like a band performing. Um, in a restaurant, eating chicken tenders. That was always Matt. Shout out to Matt. That was always his pre-show meal. Wow. <laughs> no honey mustard because apparently it made him puke. So ketchup oh, wow. mm. with his chicken tenders. It's, it's hard to get chicken tenders wrong. You know they're, they're pretty agree. reliable. I agree. Um, by the way, the other artist that I saw in concert about two weeks ago, maybe three now, but it was Yola. Okay. Yola is a British artist, I've heard of Yola. Uh, guitarist, uh, songwriter. Yeah, I think I, she was nominated for Best New Artist last she? year. I didn't even know she yeah. existed, which was funny because my friends were like, "Oh, we're gonna be uh, at, we're gonna see Yola at the Eastern," and I thought Yola was like the name of the venue. And I, and I, <laughs> like the Eastern also hadn't existed, I guess. I haven't been to the Eastern yet. Yeah, so you, it, you've that, been there. That place is pretty nice too. Um, cool as shit. But um, but yeah, she put on a, an amazing show, an amazing show. Dope. Um, yeah, I, I think she was nominated for Best New Artist last year, uh, if not this year. But I I I, I know of that name at yeah. least. Um, Ben, what have you been listening to lately? Um, yeah, crap. Let, let me hold it. Up. Let me open it up here. I know I recently listened to. In terms of podcasts, because I imagine people maybe wonder what we listen to. I do like documentary style podcasts, and I listen to um, American Scandal because I've been watching that show, The Dropout. Oh, <laughs> and um, I'm impatient, so I just wanted to know how it ends. <laughs> so I just listen to the podcast, and now I'm watching it to see if it actually plays out. Um, Amanda Seyfried is acting her ass off on that, um, and as someone who knew about Elizabeth Holmes before all of it, she nailed the character. It's really funny. Um, outside of that though, nothing, nothing really. I mean, I know I talked about the Japanese city pop I've been listening to, um, last week and, um, recently got back into, um, Rainbow by Casey Musgraves. So I was on TikTok and I was her name, Natalie Hemby. So this Nashville songwriter named Natalie Hemby, still a female songwriter out of Nashville. She's a part of it, but she wrote a couple of songs on the album and has an album herself, so I checked out some of that. Um, beyond that, I've been listening to a lot of Midwest emo. I won't apologize. I won't apologize for that. I'll always listen to Midwest emo. As a matter of fact, my my earworm is almost this song called Panic, um, and I can't think of the name of the band now, but apparently it's the song where Brandon Urie 
got the name of the band Panic at the Disco. They have a line oh. just Panic at the Disco, and that's where he took it from. And I guess I've been listening to this song for years, never picked up on it. Hmm. Yeah, it's right there. It's like this start, starts the second verse, maybe. Wow. Panic at the Disco, it's like, <laughs> and it's very Midwest. They're from California, but it's extremely Midwest emo. Um, which is just really just emo with like dirtier guitars, kind of whinier lyrics, <laughs> if you can imagine. <laughs> um, I've been listening to a lot of, uh, well, I'm still listening to my Sophista Pop playlist, adding things. Yeah, thanks to along. you, I can't stop listening to that freaking Everything But the Girl song now. <laughs> thanks a lot. <laughs> <laughs> they had more than just missing. I, I now I know. Now I know. Um, I've also been a lot of. Uh, I've been trying to narrow down like what is considered soul music from the eighties, because hmm. uh, there it's a lot more electronic, more synths mm-hmm. um, compared to the seventies. Um, it it kind of lost that sound that soul sound in the eighties with some of the same artists, you know, it became more, um, not that it's bad that it's more pop sounding, but that sound of that you would associate with 70 soul kind of went away. So I've been deep, di- deep diving into that to see if, if that sound was anywhere <laughs> during the yeah. decade. I mean, you can get close with artists like, you know, Luther Vandross didn't do it too couldn't go too far in, in the pop direction um uh anita baker and like freddie jackson yeah <laughs> that's about it can we blame this on reagan um started in the 80s we could blame it you know well what part what what all, all what what what, what what specifically with all Reagan? I'm just into blaming <laughs> Ronald Reagan. The first thing that came to mind was putting drugs in the black community. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I just wanna I just wanted to blame Reagan for something. Um yeah, I maybe the influx of cocaine had an impact <laughs> oh. on how music sounded. Because when you there telling me like there's this that was Matt story. I, I yeah, went it was there, like I went a, there. it was certain it was, cocaine it, um, cocaine like in, like it, if producers heard something a certain way or like yeah. some certain Everything like filter in the 80s or EQ had higher was EQ'd higher because that was more pleasing to the ears when you're on yeah, cocaine. Really? And they were doing so much cocaine back then. <laughs> Rick James doing so much cocaine, <laughs> which is why his bass is probably his bass doesn't have a ton of low end on it when you think about it. Like it's very. I mean, I know he plays. You know, he's all over the neck. He's popping and stuff like that and slapping and everything. But like, yeah, he's uh, that. <laughs> it's crazy, wow. yeah. And Yola, yeah, she was nominated best new artist last year. Okay, yeah. So speaking of the Grammys, uh, and we'll tie this into um, one of our uh, right after we recorded our last episode, we got the news that Taylor Hawkins, the drummer for the Foo Fighters, uh, passed away in Columbia while they were on tour. Yeah. Um. And I timed that in with the Grammys because they won in all three categories they were nominated in tonight. Wow. It's already started? Yeah. Oh, wow. Okay. They won for Best Rock Performance for Making a Fire, Best Rock Song for Waiting on a War, and Best Rock Album for Medicine at Midnight. Okay. That wasn't the... 
Never mind, never mind, never mind. Okay, good. No, I'm glad. I'm glad. Uh, the band was not in attendance to uh, accept their award, and uh, I don't see an issue with yeah, that. Yeah, I can understand. All, of course, they've canceled the rest of the tour dates, and um, they were treated much better than than Doja Cat. <laughs> Upon announcing that, everyone showed a lot of support. Um, I saw the video where they came out at the festival where they were at the well at the concert they were at. They're supposed to come out. They announced that. I mean, and that's crazy. Like they're supposed to play a concert that night, and the drummer dies. Yeah, that's yeah. wild. You announced it to the crowd. The crowd showed a ton of support. They announced earlier this week they're canceling the rest of the um, dates on the tour. All the fans outpouring of support. That's what you like to see, and that sort of thing. Just kind of showing that people understand that there's some things bigger than music. Mm-hmm. They were uh, they were also scheduled to perform mm-hmm. at the Grammys. Um, as you said, they canceled all their upcoming tour dates. Um, this happened, um, I think we were recorded on a Friday. Yeah. Yeah, this happened, we got the news Friday night. Yeah. Um, so, uh, rest in peace to Taylor Hawkins. Um, and, like, it's him and, like, I guess Pat Smear, those are the only three members, and Dave Grohl, those are the only three members of the band that like, whose names I actually know. Yeah, because, I mean, um, they just kind of <laughs> rotated Chris Shiflett and Nate Mendel. Chris Schifflet on guitar, Nate Mendel on bass. I don't even think we're original members. I think Nate might have been, but not Chris. So, yeah, I mean, it's been not as bad as, you know, Megadeth with David Mustaine, <coughs> but, you know, there's been people or come, Axel people Rose. go. Or Jesus Christ, <laughs> that's bad. But people come and go, but, you know, Pat Smear being one of the earliest, earliest members um, coming back, because now they have like a three guitar lineup. It's like six people in that band. They're, yeah, it's six people. huge. Wow. <laughs> and they're all playing like it's just <laughs> all right yeah um also i don't know a lot of people might not know this shout out to taylor hawkins played on um jacket little pill played drums on. yeah that. he was he was in her touring band yeah before he joined um, the foo fighters yeah him and because if you watch the video him dave navarro and flea <laughs> all in the video um yeah crazy crazy uh and i and Taylor Hawkins became a star in, I guess, in his own right, I, but, but mainly because in their videos they made him play the girl. Yeah, <laughs> they did. Uh, yeah, he was. But funny. that's what kind of like <laughs> brought up their profile. Really, is, uh, is their music getting videos. in dresses? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, well, but, <laughs> I also think too, because you also you think about like you know. What was the last thing the drummer said? I have an idea for a song. Like, you know, normally drummers get no respect. I think because you had Dave Grohl as a drummer from one of the biggest bands of all time, probably understood what it can feel like to be a drummer in a band where just nobody probably cares who you are. So he probably tried to, like, lift. I have no proof of this at all whatsoever. But I just get the feeling that, like, once you know what it's like, you know, because, like, who really talked about Dave Grohl that much? I mean, people talk about him now, but like when Nirvana was big, people weren't like, oh man, that Dave Grohl guy's like really back there, you know, killing the skins, man. No, it's all about Kurt, you know? No one even talk, really talked about, I mean, I know we can we can have this kind of um, re, uh, revisionist history, but Kurt was the star of that band, Yeah, you know? And I imagine like, you know, if you're sitting back there playing your ass off on drums, and I mean, no offense to Kurt, Dave was a better drummer than he was a guitar player, so you probably start thinking like, man, I'm, you know. It was funny you say that because I saw that um, there was a clip of him talking to Pharrell 
And Pharrell's like, man, you're you're a great drummer. He's like, please stop saying that. Oh man, that was so funny. <laughs> he like, said he everything ripped off I did, the Gap Band. I stole from the Gap Band and uh, Tony Thompson. And <laughs> the opening of Smells Like Teen Spirit. Got to, got to, got to, got. I was like, that's Gap Band. Like, I, you can't unhear it now. Wow. Um, but yeah, but with I and I. I kind of agree with you what you're saying, like as far as him in a way maybe lifting up Taylor Hawkins' profile is that he's either singing songs at concerts. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the uh, with them both being drummers, um, you know, I think they just had a great relationship. Yeah, uh, and uh, skewed sense of humor yeah. <laughs> you see in their in their music videos. Um. And it's gonna. I guess it would be. It's gonna be uh, bittersweet that you know that they have the the horror movie coming out. Yeah, and that was part of, uh, I guess, a long running joke about the band. That it was something that um, Dave like kills everyone and like replaces them, oh, or like with their or like changes their or replaces their souls or something. It was like Not some weird at dark all. joke. <laughs> It's some weird dark joke oh, that's been going on for years with them. Um, but yeah, I I'd seen the trailer just a couple of weeks ago. Um, yeah, Studio Six Six Six. Yeah. Um, but congratulations to to the band and recipes Taylor Hawkins. Um, so uh, we have the Grammys tonight. Um, I have not watched the ceremony in years. Um, even though we we talk about it a Every, lot, yeah, we talk about it all we the talk time. about it a lot. <laughs> um, I and for me, like, I'm trying to like see like what trend, what the trends are, or what the Grammys is trying to do. Are they trying to make a statement? It always feels like it's something, some other <clears throat> motive for the things that the Academy does, um, as far as this goes. And um, uh, there's an article that came out. Uh, explaining what it means to win a Grammy. And uh, there was text on this. (laughs) Okay, it's just the video. Uh, But there was a a number that I saw that it can take up to um, the the numbers for as far as their streams or their sales or whatever can go up four to four hundred percent. Mm. And I thought that was um, I thought that was interesting because I guess it's something I, I didn't really notice. Yeah, me either. That you know sales would go up or or that the the Grammy like really meant anything. It okay, seems like on you the, get bigger bumps from other things. The mo- the mobile <laughs> version has the 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 whole article. <laughs> um, Artists will often see a boost in album sales and streaming numbers after taking home a Grammy, what's called a Grammy bump. But the size of the bump often correlates with how many awards are collected hmm. and when in the ceremony the wins occur. Generally, primetime award wins and show-stopping performances during the main telecast will yield bigger gains. Taylor Smith, who won Album of the Year last year, saw a 53% increase the week of and the week after the ceremony. And her entire catalog went up 12% in revenue. Um, 
Yeah, for any artist, winner, nominee, or performer at the Grammys, surges in earnings range from four to four hundred percent after the ceremony. Appearing at the Grammys often guarantees an artist an influx of opportunities. Uh, Coffee, reggae artist, leveraged her best reggae album win into signing a U.S. record deal just days after. Hmm. Kendrick Lamar uh, saw a 349% jump in his Instagram following after his first Grammys. Was that the one where they kept focusing on Taylor Swift dancing to his music? Because that was so cringe. Like he's up there doing um, Good Kid, Mad City. Yeah, that would have been his first. Grammys. And they just keep they just keep focusing <laughs> in on her dancing. Like, stop it! She can't mm. dance. <laughs> stop it. Um. So what what do you think of that? I think it was interesting that they said like depends on where like what what at what point in the ceremony you win your award. Yeah, the factor I was thinking about was what category you get the Grammy for, which determines that huge range. But I guess that's kind of the same thing, like where in the night do you receive that Grammy? Because obviously, I guess some Grammys aren't televised, just yeah. like, so, right. you know, whenever award shows happen, like it's just like, yeah, we don't show that because we don't care about that category. Mm-hmm. And it's just like those people are probably <laughs> in the 4% category. But if you're, you know, late at night with the, the best album, the best, uh, you know, male, female vocalist, whatever, like that's going to get you a bigger bump. And I guess it also depends on that artist's general obscurity um, and how much people know about that artist. To, that determines like how much people want to jump on it and like get in on the FOMO, I guess. So, yeah, I mean, I get it. It does open up a lot of opportunities um, because attention is money. Indeed. Especially currently. Um. Oh, have they announced? Oh, okay. So we have some winners already. Uh, best rap album goes to Call Me If You Get Lost, Tyler the Creator. Okay. Uh, best music video, Freedom for John Batiste. He's the most nominated this year. Um, best melodic rap performance. <laughs> <laughs> Does that sound better than best rap sung performance? Because that's what it was called. Oh, <laughs> yeah, it rap. is better, but. <laughs> Uh, goes to Hurricane, which is Yay. He's mm-hmm. known as Yay now. The Weeknd and Lil Baby. Hmm. Um, best Music Film, and he also won Best uh, Documentary Feature, Summer of Soul. It's Questlove. Yeah, nobody got to uh, really acknowledge because of that. <laughs> that Immediately that. Um, Best Pop Solo Performance, Olivia Rodrigo for Driver's License. Um... Best metal performance. The I had heard by Dream Theater. Where have they been, dude? I didn't know they were still in the league. <laughs> um, best musical theater album, the unofficial Bridgerton musical. I didn't know they <laughs> had one. Uh, best R and B song, Leave the Door Open. Um, uh, so well, I don't think they. I don't. I think this just goes to the engineers. Best engineered album, non classical. Love for Sale, Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga. That was my pick for album of the year because okay. the Grammys love to award almost jazz. <laughs> and the old guy. And the old guy. This Tony might Bennett's be his like last chance. 93. So. Might be <laughs> um yeah, he's he's still out here. He's still in the league. Uh Best Spoken Word album, Carry On Reflections of a New Generation by Don Cheadle. Hmm. Okay. Grammy Award winner. Don Cheadle. Yeah. 
got that before his Oscar. Uh, best R&B performance, it was a tie. Yeah, I saw that. How does that Pick work? Pick Up Your Feelings by Jasmine Sullivan and Leave the Door Open. Wow. How does that work? Um, they split it? Like it was- <laughs> yeah, they split. They both get one. Oh, like they because it's like, just like at the... <laughs> At the Oscars, like they probably maybe only have like three or four in rotation, like actual trophies, yeah. and then later you get it engraved, like that okay. same night. Mm. Uh, with the Grammys, it's the same thing. Mm. So you have to like give it back, but then like they put your name on it and then they That's give it cool. back to you. Um, so they both get one. <laughs> Break it in half, man. That's what John Mayer did. Mm-hmm. He gave half of it to Alicia Keys. Wow. But officially, <laughs> officially, she's not yeah, a winner. <laughs> I think it was more of a moral, a moral support thing. <laughs> um, let's see, what we got here uh, song written for visual media, "All Eyes on Me" by Bo Burnham. Uh, best comedy album, sincerely, Louis C.K. Oh, <laughs> so Woo. they let him back in the house. All right. Word. <laughs> Anything is possible. <laughs> like, whoa, that's okay. Um, let's see. Oh, they they must have started at like five thirty. Yeah, that's super <laughs> Cause, early. Because a lot of these are have been handed out already. Best compilation soundtrack for visual media: The United States versus Billie Holiday. Um, we covered that. <laughs> we covered that. Uh, um, I like to think we had something to do with that. You know? <laughs> yeah. I wish we had helped her win an Oscar. We ain't got that much power. Yeah. We ain't got that much. We can only go so it's far. Kind of slap in the face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, best Urban Contemporary Album, which I think was called Best Urban Alternative Performance. Jesus, all right. <laughs> These names. <laughs> uh, Tabled for Two by Lucky Day. Um, he was on some show recently. I can't remember. Oh, no. He has a... Uh, he has a show here oh, in Atlanta. Okay. I think either this coming weekend or the weekend after. Hmm. But um, traditional R and B performance, "Fight for You" by her, which also won the Oscar for Best Original Song last year. Go her. Um. So yeah, they they've handed out a lot of. I, I think they're just trying to like get through. They're trying to. Everybody's Hurry, home by yeah. by nine. <laughs> Everyone's yeah. home by nine o'clock. <laughs> Um, okay, so album of the year, you got Planet Her, Doja Cat, Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, Donda, that's yay, uh, Justice, just, uh, Justin Bieber, Evermore by Taylor Swift, Back of My Mind by, uh, Her, yes, uh, We Are by John Batiste, Sour by Olivia Rodrigo, Montero, that's Lil Nas X, and Love for Sale, Lady Gaga, and Tony Bennett. <clears throat> Who do you got? I'm leaning toward Billie Eilish. I've I've heard like none of these albums, by the way. <laughs> I'm gonna put that out there. It's totally just like if I had to guess. Um, I would say maybe Billie Eilish. Um, there was another. Uh, can you name like the first two? Planet Her. Oh, I was thinking maybe. And Donda. May, yeah, I don't. I don't I, yeah, no, I don't. I don't see Doja Cat winning a Grammy for best album just yet. So yeah, I'm going Billie Eilish or maybe uh, Gaga and Bennett. Maybe Ben. So when we talk about statements here. I think they're gonna. I think they're gonna make another statement. Olivia Rodrigo mm. is gonna win for sour. She's gonna. I think she's gonna have a big night. Okay. I think she's. Wait. Gonna have a big what night. will be the statement? They're, they're trying to go younger. 
we'll see. I mean, it would, it would, it's definitely a departure from what they've done traditionally. Like if you, that's look why at the I last, picky Lady Gaga. <laughs> the last few years, Billie Eilish two years ago swept all the cat the big categories. Yeah. You give yeah. Taylor Swift, who young people love, her she what, won it last year, fourth, third, or third, that was album, her... third album of the year, Grammy. Because nineteen eighty nine, fearless, her third. and then third, they're not going to give her a fourth. They don't like her that much. So I think, yeah, I think sour. Yeah, because then then we got to talk about her historically, in a way that <clears throat> you really don't want to. I don't think you're ready <laughs> yet to talk about her like that, just because I think like she's 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 still kind of young. She's thirty two. I don't know yeah, I think like yeah, the only artist young. to win it four times is Frank Sinatra. Holy shit. The only one to win it. Yeah. Uh, folklore was the more, more deserving times. one. Evermore is not bad. Evermore felt like a folklore clone, which is funny because anyone who's listening knows we called this. She was going to go back to this, but whatever. But no, I think Olivia Rodrigo Sauer. Okay. Uh, record of the year. Happier Than Ever, Billie Eilish, Driver's License, Olivia Rodrigo. Uh, I Still Have Faith in You by ABBA. I don't know how they got it in there. <laughs> uh, Freedom by John Batiste, Kiss Me More, Doja Cat and SZA, Right on Time, Brady Carlisle, Leave the Door Open, I Get a Kick Out of You, That's Lady Guy on Tony Bennett, Peaches, and Montero. I'll go Anybody? next. I'll go first. Yeah. For it. Um, driver's License. You're sticking with it? Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, I'm I'm going the the guy guy and Bennett. Will we will we find out the winner? Because at this pace, it seems like we will. By the time by the time this podcast yeah. is over, by the time <laughs> yeah. by, by the time we're done talking, it, it it's possible <laughs> they'll get to it. Like they're just rushing them up there. Just yeah, like, here you go. All right, sit down. They cut <laughs> out all the jokes in between. idiots. <laughs> 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 I would say Billie Eilish if it was the song that she just won an Oscar for. Um, but that's not nominated. That, I think it might go, I think they might go Olivia Rodrigo on this one. The only other only other thing I could think of that they could do, one of them's going to sweep. It's either going to be her or Billie Eilish. Yeah. Because I, I think they the want to skew open. young. Well, they're going to let Billie win that many again? I think they really like her. Like, they really like her, and I think it's more so they really like Phineas. Because <laughs> he's young, and he's already got a producer of the year out, um, Grammy. Yeah. Like, they really like Phineas. And I think she's just kind of along for the ride. So, <laughs> no offense to Billie Eilish. She's got a sweet voice, but Phineas is the, is the genius. So, in that, in that <laughs> regard, speaking of him, he is nominated for Best New Artist. Yeah, he did his own album. I feel like he's going to win. Just to Possibly. if they if they really like him, he'll win this one. I mean, he's also. almost like a more experimental Jack Antonoff, but it just comes out better. Also nominated, uh, Jimmy Allen, black country artist. Oh, I know him. Uh, Baby Keem, Sweetie, Arouge Aftab. Uh, who? I don't know who that is. Uh, oh. Japanese Breakfast. I don't know who they are. I've either. heard of them. <laughs> Arlo Parks, The Kid Leroy, Olivia Rodrigo, Glass Animals. I think it's between Phineas and Olivia Rodrigo. Yeah. I have no clue. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wouldn't it be great if Glass <clears throat> Animals got it, though? Just because. Yeah, they're not they new. new. And, yeah, yeah, they're not new. They're not. They're not. <laughs> they're no, not no. We were, I've been bumping them not to be that guy. I mean, yeah. I was listening to them years ago. Yeah. I was very surprised they were on that list. 
but very happy for them because they got some absolute bangers. Um, yeah, that's enough. That's enough about about these. Awards. Hold on, song of the year. What we got? What we got? Uh, let me go back. What's to the difference it. between song and record of the year? Song, song goes to the, the writers. songwriters, oh. and record of the year goes to the artist and producers. Oh, cool. Um, wait, I just. I think album just goes to everyone. Here we go. <laughs> okay. Al- it goes. It goes to everyone. <laughs> everyone like yeah. the artist, the featured artists, the producers, producers yeah. songwriters, the engineers, the mixers, mm. the interns. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> Clive. <laughs> Clive Davis. Somehow Clive Davis. gets his hands in there and gets Some, somehow <laughs> somehow he's on there. Um, let me scroll it down because they had all the winners listed first. Okay, song of the year. <clears throat> Right on time. I think that's Brandy Carlisle. Leave the door open. Happier than ever. That's Billie Eilish. Peaches. Montero. Driver's license. Bad habits. A beautiful noise. Um, I think that's okay. I see Alicia Keys, Brandy Carlisle, Linda Perry as the writers. Um, Kiss me more. Doja Cat and SZA, produced by Dr. Luke. Um, and fight for you. That's uh, her. I was thinking Uncle Luke for a second. I was like, no. whoa. <laughs> right yeah, yeah, and he doesn't even go by Dr. Luke anymore. He's Tyson Tracks. Well, yeah, because Dr. Oh. Luke uh, is, uh, you know, it's dangerous. Yeah. You did some stuff <laughs> that you're not proud of. <laughs> um, no, I just wanted you to say this because I think driver's license. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I won't leave the door open. I want Silk Sonic to win a Grammy. That'd really be nice. Know. It would be nice. They've got two. They did? Already tonight. Tight. It's going to be Olivia's night. And what makes me nervous, though, is like we'll never hear from her again. You think so? Yeah, because I don't know. Maybe we won't. I'm being cynical. Just, uh, <laughs> oh, I, th- I thought you were going with the old-fashioned best new artist curse. Like a Nora Jones. <laughs> like she's still out there making really good music, but and just like we don't I know people don't want to say it, but someone else who falls into that category is Lauren Hill. <laughs> yeah. That seems more um, self-inflicted, though, you know? Doesn't matter. Curse is a curse. It still counts. <laughs> like she could give us, you know, even if it was the miseducation of Lauren Hill too, I'll take it. No, there's no way she could make that now. <laughs> or she could try, but you it'd know. be a way more mature album. Yeah, it's uh, twenty years in the making. Guaranteed to be a disappointment. <laughs> Most sequel albums and like late sequels like that. The, the only way she'd get away with it, but she st- at the same time not get away with it, it just have a bunch of features because that one had one feature. With D'Angelo? With D'Angelo. But as time has passed, having features is the way to go. Yeah. I don't know who wants to work with Lauryn Hill like that. Not that there's anything wrong with her, but will she show up to the studio? X Factor was playing for some reason at the AT&T store the other day, and I was just vibing. Really? (laughs) That, and they played some Floetry. They played some Yuna. I was like, who's who's phone is this? (laughs) Somebody burned an incense. (laughs) (laughs) You can just smell them. Someone had it on the Neo Soul Pandora yeah. station. I was like, geez. I'm like sitting here vibing like, yo, this is, I'm feeling this. I never hear you in public. Like, yeah, no, for sure you could get a cell phone case and crystals right inside. <laughs> get some sage. Um, that sounds like a store in Little Five for some reason. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Um, let's get to, um, was there another story you had? 
Uh, no, that was no, it. That was okay. Um, well, we can talk real quick about the the slap at the Oscars. Woo! I mean, hey, you know, greatest night television. You know, <laughs> it's been a yeah. week. <laughs> Even though I doesn't feel, like I it. feel like people should have processed it, processed it already. Mm-hmm. Chris Rock is still trying to process it. Yeah, yeah, clearly. And he's on tour, so it's it's weird. Yeah. He did. There was a story that came out that he had to shut somebody down for saying something about Will Smith yeah, during his set. A chant that was started. Yeah, I'm gonna guess F Will Smith. Maybe. Yeah, something like okay, that. Yeah. Um, How generic. <laughs> at first, I I thought it was staged, um, and then people started saying it was real, and. And then a lot of conflicting stories started coming out about Mm -hmm. the academy said they asked him to leave and he refused to leave. And then a couple of days later, well, no, the academy did not say that. Yep. They they huddled to talk about it. Oh boy. Some people said he should leave. Some others said no, he doesn't need to leave. And then Will Packer, who uh, produced the show, um went over to Will Smith and said, we don't want you to leave. Oh, okay. So that's why he stayed. Okay. Chris Rock also wanted to leave, <laughs> but they oh, asked word? him to stay as well. Oh, word. I didn't and know I think there's a video of them, like, kind of talking it out after the show. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, yeah, so it, it, it was real. I, I didn't want to believe it at first <laughs> because it was like, it was. It's so. It seemed to be out of character mm-hmm. for Will Smith <clears throat> and Chris Rock, as may have been trying some kind of comedy bit. So <laughs> <laughs> some meta, absurd comedy bit. So that's why I didn't believe it at first. Um, but hey, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, Will Smith has resigned from the Academy. Um, some people have gone as far as like they're saying they've lost respect for Will Smith, uh, and then at it's people going extreme one way or the yes, other. Absolutely, which like is... they hate Will Smith or they hate Chris Rock. Like he shouldn't like some comedians feel like Chris Rock should have like uh, their like comedic privileges to where he can be, uh, he can say whatever as long as it's funny. Some people believe that. You can say whatever you want as long as it's funny. Some people don't believe that. Yeah. Funny is so subjective. Yeah. And that's, that's the a, issue yeah, with it. Yeah. But um, I, I mostly go by the rule, but that applies to me specifically <laughs> until it offends me. And yeah. I think most people do go by that rule. Yeah. Like, yeah, say whatever you want as long as it's funny, as long as you don't attack my particular group. Yeah. And then it's like, oh, no, you can't do that. So there's so many... Uh, rules to it and yes so many extreme opinions which uh i guess is just the nature of the internet nowadays where it's just exhausting yeah Um, but the moment where i knew it was real the first clip i saw was the uncensored clip i never saw the oh wow so you heard f-bombs and all yeah yeah yeah. so when i saw will smith tears in his eyes (laughs) screaming and i'm like yeah this is real (laughs) so it didn't take me long to accept it i was like yep and then Chris Rock, his face still like, yeah, uh, greatest now on television. We're gonna we're gonna give out a documentary. I mean, uh, <laughs> you're gonna give out an Oscar. So I'm like, yeah, this is real. Um, but I don't know. Like, it's made me almost like afraid to speak on the subject. Like, I've spoken on it <laughs> on my own little like 
behind a paywall Patreon podcast <laughs> that only like <laughs> 10 people can hear. But other than that, I'm just like, Ugh. Uh, it, there's part of me that that didn't want to touch it, especially. But I mean, now, I you know, they're they're both in the wrong. I think Will is clearly more wrong. Um, <laughs> and that's just and that can be true. Like both people are allowed. And, to be and people are like really digging to make Chris Rock more of the villain. Like, I agree. They mm-hmm. were. Chris Rock didn't have to say what he said because yeah. it wasn't in the script. It wasn't. And Will Smith didn't have to do what he did. Mm-hmm. So in a way, they're both wrong. But some people, I think a lot of people with these think pieces that yeah. people put on social media, <laughs> yes. it has to be one way or the other. Yeah. It can't. Both things can't be true. Only a Sith deals in extremes. <laughs> which is also absolute. Like my bad. <laughs> absolute. <laughs> which is also an absolute. Uh, I said it wrong. But yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's like, just like Chris Rock said, it's a CGI Jane joke. Like, yeah, he, he, he like say you look he like thinks, a big toe or something. He <laughs> thinks it's an innocent joke, but she has alopecia apparently, and he didn't know. It was either he didn't know or he didn't care. Right. I'm leaning more towards he, he didn't, didn't know. know. Yeah, like <laughs> I, I lean toward he didn't know too, and he there's a possibility that he knew, but. Like, how many people actually knew this before this happened? I don't know. I, I, I'm sure know. Some I mean, he's not Jeffrey Ross. Like, he's not an insult comic. He's not just yeah. going to go at for the jugular. So, yeah. Yeah, there's some people who know everything about Every, celebrities. Yeah. and But when most people think mm-hmm. about Jada and Will Smith, they think about entanglements. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's about it. That's about as deep as it's gone in the that slap was in the most August. recent years. Yeah. Yeah, August <laughs> Alcina, entanglements, whatever. Nobody's thinking really, think like, oh, you know, oh, yeah, 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 she's got alopecia. Let me drill in on that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, no, she's bald and she's in the front row. Hey, G.I.J. <laughs> it's just like, all right, throw away joke. Keep him laughing. And then some people try to defend Chris, like, like as far as, like, saying people who were going that far saying he was wrong. Mm-hmm. There are people going that far to defend him, but it's actually, like, in a way, kind of embarrassing him more mm-hmm. by saying, oh, well, Chris Rock has this uh Asperger's like oh, yeah, condition where he doesn't read social cues. Yeah, there wasn't a social cue to read. <laughs> it wasn't. Just an off it was just an, it was just an off-the-cuff, an off-the-cuff, joke. off-the-cuff joke. Yeah. In the moment, oh, bald chick. Yeah. G.I.J. That's it. It's a movie reference. <laughs> like that's where his mind went. Yeah. Um, but then people are like extreme on the other side, Will Smith should lose his Oscar. Uh Chris Rock should sue him. For what? Yeah. Uh, he should, no one should watch his movies. We're going to get all our copies of Bad Boys 1, 2, and 3, and we're going to steamroll them. <laughs> Good old-fashioned steamrolling. Yeah, straight out of Compton, bro. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was, it's a moment that um, we're going to remember, but I think they're both going to be fine. People will mm-hmm. see, will watch Will Smith movies again. There was a Netflix movie that he had done where the release date got pushed back. I'm like, okay, it'll be re- it'll be pushed yeah. back a few months. He's still doing <laughs> Netflix movies. Well, he's only done one before. Yeah, and it was like it was. Hey, look, they probably if they paid him, they probably yeah. paid him thirty million dollars. <laughs> like he's like, I'll take it. Didn't do his career. In, the slap should have like yeah. <laughs> that movie was very mediocre. It was very mid. It was just it was a great concept, but just hey, look, poorly they, executed. Netflix doesn't care at this point. Yeah. They're just pumping out. Con- Look, yeah. didn't hasn't Adam Sandler done like four movies? Oh, yeah, or more. <laughs> for Netflix. Like, that's the thing, though. 
this is that's what I expect from Adam Sandler. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, hey, you guys want to go on vacation? Yeah. Or throw a dart at a math. That's Will, what we're going to Will film. is doing these movies if they're paying him $20, 30000000 million, doing these movies so he can do something like King Richard. Or the another movie he's doing called Emancipation where he plays uh, uh, a slave that keeps escaping. Uh-oh. <laughs> the hell? Okay. And, and there's this famous picture of a slave and he has all of these scars on his back. And it was during that was like the symbol of the abolitionist movement. Mm. And he plays that guy oh, in the right. picture. Hmm. Um, it's like he may not be nominated for it next year. If it's good, he'll be nominated. Yeah. He probably won't win. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> because they, they don't, they, they don't, you don't get to go back to back. Like I think Tom Hanks did that. He was the last one, and <laughs> he'll be the last one ever to go to back, back to back. So he probably won't win, but he'll be nominated if it's a good movie. Yeah. What did Hanks go back to back for? Uh, Philadelphia and Forrest Gump. Okay, okay. Those are back to back years. That makes sense. Uh, so. Yeah, I mean, do you? I mean, am I wrong to think that people are being like too extreme one way or the or the other or the other, and not looking at kind America of the? Now. I, I know that's how we do things. Pick a side. Nuance, you know? damn. That's true. Yeah, there's no <laughs> new, Yeah, it's it's you know, and because I, I I look at it also from with some nuance. Um, I am of the absolute. Don't kidding. I am of the of the of the thought of, and I guess maybe it's because I was a, a journalist, so to speak. You know, freedom of speech. I know that's freedom of, you know, repercussion from the government. Mm-hmm. But it's kind of like, you know, even though I might not agree with you, say I'll defend your right to say it. Mm-hmm. However, I will say your level of expectation at the Oscars versus a comedy club. Had he made that joke at a comedy club and he and someone got offended, I'd be like, all right, dude, you're at a comedy club. Like anything. Like, what do you expect? Yeah, anything. Literally anything goes at comedy clubs. That's supposed yeah. to be like a comedian sanctuary. At the Oscars, it's a little bit different. <laughs> it's a little bit because different. Because you're dealing with a bunch of artists. Yeah. Not, yeah. I mean, comedians are artists, but the art kind of artists to where they're serious about their craft. Basically, it's a bunch of Sean Penns in the audience yeah. that are sensitive. That's about a their Sean Penn moment if I've ever seen one, dude. <laughs> yeah. If somebody's going to slap somebody, yeah. I would have thought of this Sean Penn. Penn moment. <laughs> the only thing I would say, because I know people have said, what if it was The Rock? What if it was Ricky Gervais? Because Ricky Gervais at the at yeah. the Golden Globes has said a lot worse. But you know what? I think at the Golden Globes because of the setting, they don't care. It would have been no. It would have it it would have taken a long time because there's it's like you're in a restaurant, tables. you're yeah. at City Winery basically. Mm-hmm. Yeah, <laughs> there are just more tables. Yeah. and if Will Smith has to get up, he's gonna walk up to Ricky Gervais. He's like, oh, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. <laughs> and Ricky Gervais is gonna be drunk by the time he gets there. He's like, this is stupid. <laughs> Like Ricky would have fired off like several jokes as he's approaching. It would have been like, uh oh, would have been like, I can feel the wind from here. Yeah. <laughs> I was walking up here. <laughs> oh, welcome to Earth. Like he would have just said that. Oh. It's like, oh, by the time you get here, it's going to be August. You know, he would have made some jokes. Like, <laughs> like Ricky Gervais is savage, man. Like it would have been, you know, and I, I know he quit hosting the Golden Globes, but my God, he would have had a field day but with you this know next what? year. Like, yeah. I think like people who watch the Golden Globes, we're fine with Ricky Gervais. Yeah. It was the people in the audience, which are all the actors. Yeah. <laughs> all the ego. When they would boom, he was like, no, boom, you did it. I didn't do it. You did it. Like. Uh, so I, 
<laughs> but I mean, weren't there some jokes at like Leo's expense? Is was it Leo? Amy Schumer made one. Yeah, about yeah, the underage. Yeah. Apparently, she stole it from Twitter too. But yeah. Oh yeah. Well, well, that's she not the first steals. Time she's yeah, yeah, she yeah steals she's been accused of stealing before. And there, I felt like there was a more, a more disrespectful joke that Regina Hall had made. I wasn't there a, where she brought out like the actors who are like eligible bachelors or whatever. And um, she's like, well, Will, I know that you're married, but uh, Jada approved you, so you come on up. <laughs> Whoa! <laughs> yeah. Something yeah. like that. Yo, I didn't see that. I was like, I, th- <laughs> I thought that would have been more disrespectful. Maybe it was just everything was just bubbling, you know? But I, I, a lot of people have had that angle as well, that uh, he had had enough. Yeah. Over That's the past August. two and a That's half years, all the jokes, <laughs> all the jokes about them. Yeah. Um and there was so, someone posted in um in this Facebook group I'm in, uh it was all these pictures of Jada and Tupac, mm-hmm. and there was also like this letter that Willow I wrote. Saw that. I saw that. That was, was like, uh, like we want you to come back. Like it was a letter Willow wrote to Tupac, what saying we want you to come back so mommy can be happy again. Yo. Yeah. Okay, so that was for Willow for writing that letter <laughs> for Jaden introducing her to August Alcine. Like that's all <laughs> everything. It's like, bro, that slap had like twenty years of just built up Hail Mary. Let's just, let's just like, yeah. It, yeah. Um, I didn't. I didn't notice he was crying. I'm glad I didn't yeah, see yeah, that because yeah. I probably would have laughed. Well, when he when he accepted his award or like no, no, when he when he, when was he sat back down, down when he was sitting okay. down and screaming and yeah. Lupita. Poor yeah. Lupita. Yeah. She was like, just the look on her face, like, I'm never sitting next to this dude again. That's what I, f- I feel like we need to ask Lupita. Like, did, did Jada, like, nudge him a little bit? Or did he go up there you of his own accord? Because, well, apparently, like, like, Jada had this look on her face. Yeah. Like, yeah. Of just disappointment. Like, because Will laughed mm-hmm. at first. He laughed hard. Guffaw. <laughs> you know? <laughs> and then he looked at her. He's like, okay. Yeah. I want to know if she nudged him. Like that's what I want because people are also like, in my opinion, wrongfully blaming Jada for this like entire thing. It's like, well, well, she went up there, but also, did she nudge him or did he just look over? Or like like, she didn't, she didn't, she didn't try to stop him. Right. So someone, yeah, yeah, that's where she's wrong. Someone asked my wife, like, would you stop if that happened to you? Would you stop Ben? And she's like, absolutely. I'm not losing this bag. Like I'm gonna, like we have. We don't nearly have as much as Will Smith. Yeah, yeah. I can't afford to get fired from the place I will not say where I work because y'all are crazy. Yeah, yeah, I'm, yeah. Not, I'm, not, I'm not dropping that bag. Yeah, that's true. Oh man, um, I, I, it will all blow over. Jaden called strays. Will. Someone posted. He was like, he said, like that's right that, or something. I was like, yeah, that's and how they we posted do it. That video of him getting his ass kicked in Karate Kid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like he was literally a kid. That's funny. <laughs> Or, or and uh, fabulous caught, uh, caught one too because he's like, um, what's Fab doing? He's like, like man, I couldn't be Chris Rock because ain't no way. And then someone's like, oh, is that what uh what was his girlfriend's name? I like, I, do know I think it was like Emma or Emily or something. It's like, oh, uh, just like you did with Emily because apparently he actually hit her. Yeah. So oh. yeah, there was some drama <laughs> so that blew over. Too. And if if fabulous drama can blow over, Will Smith drama yeah. can blow over. <laughs> Chris Rock. Oh man. Okay. So before we get to the charts, um, uh, Eric, I know you're familiar with this new segment. We just started it, <laughs> but uh, it's the cover song of the week. So uh, we alternate by finding some uh, cover song that 
Android S. Oh, cool. Uh, so, Ben, what did you have for this week? Um, this is a song by Halsley, Halsey, Without You, as covered by The Main, um, who um, are the what reason I got song? into this. It's on Spotify. Uh, so I saw Numb Without You by The Main. Yeah, it should just be Without You, live from the Orpheus Theater. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, apparently. I'll keep looking. They had a guy who won a contest. And they just put on a concert in this really nice venue, like a theater, just for him. Okay. <laughs> He's the only person there. So the main M-A-I-N-E. Okay, I don't see it. What? Unless I they, see Numb Without You. Unless they took Live it off again. Live with the Orpheum Theater. Okay. I'll, it's all, you, said, you said it's on that. Yeah. We pull that up. Because um, I know they've had this history of, of taking putting it on, taking it off. Okay, I see Numb Without You by The Main. Hold on. If that's not on there, I've definitely got another one that I, I can go with my backup. Oh, Without Me. <laughs> Whoops. Yeah, yeah I'll see Without Me. Whoops. There it is. Sorry, no disrespect <laughs> to Halsey, all you Halsey fans. All right, so uh, this is Without Me by The Main. Which is a diss track to G Easy, apparently. Oh, okay. <laughs> hmm. I don't know if it's a diss track, but it's about G Easy, apparently. All right. If you believe that. We'll be right back. Found you when your heart was broke. I filled your cup until it overflowed. Took it so far to keep you close. I was afraid to leave you on your own. Said I'd catch you if you fall And if they laughed and fuck them all And then I got you off your knees Put you right back on your feet Just so you could take advantage of me And tell me how's it feel Sitting up there Feeling so high But too far away to hold me You know I'm the one who put you up there Name in the sky Does it ever get lonely Thinking you could live uh we usually just go through the first verse and then <laughs> um so um that's without me live at the Orpheum Theater by the Main. Um, I'm trying to figure out what song they did for one. Of the, they were on one of those Pop Goes Punk, yeah, compilations. <clears throat> I don't remember what they did either, but yeah, I'm a big Main, the Main fan. Um, so, uh, let's see if I can. I'm chats. trying to pull up the charts. Um. There we go. Okay. So let's get to the Billboard charts. Let's look at the Hot 100. Number one this week, Best New Artist nominee, Glass Animals. Uh, Heat Waves is still number one. Number two, Stay by The Kid Leroy and Justin Bieber. Number three, Super Gremlin by Kodak Black. I'm hearing that song being used a lot on TikTok. 
Um, number four, A, B, C, D, E, F, U by Gale. Number five, Ghost by Justin Bieber. Number six, We Don't Talk About Bruno from the Encanto soundtrack. Number seven, Enemy by Imagine Dragons. And is it J-I-D? Yes. Okay. Um, so Imagine Dragons is back. Uh, I don't know if this song will be on 2K23. <laughs> it's yet to be seen. Uh, number eight, That's What I Want by Lil Nas X. Number nine, Woman by Doja Cat. And number 10, Easy On Me by Adele. Uh, it's time for a new single. It's dropping. Time for a new single. <laughs> Get that new single out. Um, let's look at the Billboard 200. These are the top 10 albums. Now, while next week... Um, Machine Gun Kelly will have the number one album this week. Uh, debuting at number one, Stray Kids mini album, Ordinary. It's an EP by Stray Kids. I have no idea who they are. Same. Uh, number two, 7220 or 7220 by Lil Dirk. Number three, the Encanto soundtrack. Number four, Dangerous, the double album. By Brian Wallen, he's still oh, around. Okay. <laughs> uh, number five, Fighting Demons by Juice World jumps back up. It was number thirty-five last week, and it jumps to number five this week. Was there a new song out? The documentary's already out. Mm hmm. Hmm. I, I don't know what the what what causes the uptick there. Uh, number six, the highlights by the weekend. Number seven, debuting at number seven, Crash by Charlie XCX. Um, so she's back around. Uh, numbers eight, number eight, Certified Lover Boy by Drake. Number nine, DS Forever by Gunna. He it was the musical guest on SNL uh, this week. And number ten, Planet Her by Doja Cat. So, Stray Kids, K-pop boy band. Oh. Uh -huh. Yeah. And only thing I can find with Juice World, they leaked some of his high school essays about six days ago. So, I don't know, maybe that. But, yeah, I don't I don't see anything else that would have. Uh... Oh, it looks like they're going to press on vinyl. I don't know if that would make people want to buy it. Okay. If you're not named Jack White, of course. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. All right. The Artist 100. Uh, there are eight guys in this K-pop group. There's always uh, that's that's normal for K-pop. Yeah. Eight. That might be on the low end. <laughs> I've seen armies, dude. I've seen. Um, so this is their second week on the chart ever. Uh, they were unranked <laughs> last week. Number two is Lil Durk. Number three, Doja Cat. Number four, Ed Sheeran. Number five, The Weeknd. It's interesting that The Weeknd is... I mean, he's one of the, some of these artists like they're always in the top ten, but with the weekend, it's interesting that his greatest hits album is selling well, but his most recent album is not. Hmm. I mean, probably that's just where people go to stream a lot of oh, it. Oh yeah, could be. Probably. Um. So yeah. Uh. Number six is Juice World, and we know why. Uh. Number seven, Adele. Number eight, Morgan Wallen. Number nine, Drake, and number ten, Luke Combs. Um, 
<laughs> what is it? Well, I thought it was Luke Combs, but uh, that was actually uh, Eric Church was supposed to do a concert um, last night. I forgot where, but he canceled the concert so he could go see UNC and Duke in the Final Four. <laughs> he is a uh, North Carolina fan. That's pretty funny. And he canceled the show to see UNC and Duke one more time. Um, well, we had to send Coach K packing. <laughs> I mean, that was. I, I don't know which is. Beautiful. Are you a college basketball fan at all, Eric? No. <laughs> um, <laughs> Well, I'll ask you real quick, Ben. Which is the more satisfying win? Beating Duke and Cameron for Coach K's last home game mm-hmm. or ending Coach K's career ending his in the career. Final Four? Your first loss in your career is to North Carolina. The last loss of your career is in the Final Four against North Carolina. Against North Carolina <laughs> a chance to go to the, the national title to get one more banner. Bye-bye. <laughs> Got sent home. Hubert Davis barely hugged him. Like, it looked like he just kind of, like, eh, eh, walked past him. And he's walking out of the of the arena. And Kendra looks at his wife. is like, yeah, it's, it's not going to be good when they get home. Like, <laughs> like, she just has this look on her face like, oh, I'm never going to hear the end of it. <laughs> and some people are wanting him to unretire like Tom Brady. Mm. <laughs> I don't know. If he, I mean, he's pretty old. I don't know if he could take he's another 75. season. Like I couldn't, I couldn't imagine him doing another season. He looked pretty spry last night, um, you know. And hats off to them; they played a good game. I mean, it was—it's not like this was a runaway game. Like it took some last-minute heroics from Caleb Love um, to really put this thing away. So, I mean, that was a very good Duke team, but this was also a UNC team that was a bubble team, so to speak, that a lot of people didn't expect a ton from until like later down the stretch and they got better. Yeah. So. You know, and the eight—the fact that they're an eight seed kind of shows that North Carolina is not usually not the type of program that's an eight seed. Yeah, I hope that's not a trend. Um, but whether well, they Hub- just do that, yeah, <laughs> just, just get it, an eight seed. And- but give uh, Hubert Davis a thirty-year contract. I don't care. <laughs> I mean, like, actually, I, he he could retire right. Yeah, now. he has the two biggest wins. <laughs> I mean, like, this is he'll never have than, two more bigger wins in his career than the MJ <laughs> shot. This is bigger than all of that stuff. Like, this is huge. Um. You beat, I mean, but I th- this I is essentially cool. like basketball Saban, and you beat him. You send him <laughs> on his way. Like, just look scowling the whole time. Like, do you ever smile? <laughs> uh, that was like uh, one movie I, I don't know, I watch, I watch it a lot, even though it's really not that good, is uh, the movie SWAT with Samuel L. Jackson and Colin Farrell. Oh, that's a great film. <laughs> the- <laughs> I love that movie, dude. <laughs> But there's a scene where um, uh, the villain, played by Olivier Martinez, he um, when he goes to see his uncle, and his uncle's like, "Oh, what? Your father wouldn't do that. Like, what? What, what would your father think?" He's like, "My father doesn't think much of anything. I retired him." <laughs> and so, like Hubert, da- I feel like Hubert Davis said something to that effect. If someone asked about Coach K, yeah, I retired him. <laughs> um, all right, so um, Ben, why don't you tell us about your earworm of the week um, while I look at some WrestleMania highlights? <laughs> I don't watch wrestling. I just this song just came up, dude. I just it's "Real American" by uh, the incomparable Rick Derringer <laughs> of Rock and Roll Hoochie Coo fame, and I think he also played with the um, 
Edgar, um, Edgar, Edgar White, Winter. Edgar Winter, not White. Edgar Winter Band, yeah. Um, phenomenal guitar player for real, though. But yeah, this song, I'm ashamed. But I, I just love this song, man. It's so catchy. You can probably go anywhere. I don't think you should be ashamed about it. You can, you can go really anywhere in the country, play this song, and someone's going to be really hyped to hear it. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> Hulkamania, brother! I so, what Brooke Hogan thinks of it. <laughs> <laughs> this is Real American by uh, Rick Derringer, and we'll be right back. American. Fight for what's right, fight for your life. When it comes crashing down and it hurts inside, you gotta take a stand, it don't have to For all the real Americans out there. <laughs> yeah, she knew this song. My wife knew this song. Her and her brother, <laughs> big wrestling fans. They know all the the entrance musics. And I like, if one just comes up like ironically or something, it's like, oh, yeah, I know I'm sexy. I know I'm cute. Like, I just, I'm starting to know these songs now because of her. That's funny. Because that's who. Is that Owen Hart or um, Shawn, Shawn Michaels? Michaels? Heartbreak yeah. Kid. Yeah. yeah. Okay. I knew there was heart in there somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so that is uh, Real American by Rick Derringer. You can find that on our BTTYHT Earworms of the Week playlist on Spotify. You know, that'd be a very interesting right Because 5. Our favorite, our Because 5 earworms. Where I pick funny. five of yours and you pick five of mine? I mean, that would be more interesting. I wasn't thinking <laughs> that, but that would, be, that would spice it up. But, you know, that'd be interesting. Uh, so we started this episode with, um, the song Computer Blue by Prince and the Revolution. <clears throat> and, uh, it is Prince Appreciation Month. Uh, this is the second Appreciation Month we have ever done. And it's the first one in like over four years. I'm trying to think the first one was Michael Jackson, <laughs> Michael right? Jackson. Yeah, okay. That's the only other one we've done. Yeah. Um, uh, Prince would have, uh, passed away six years ago this month um and i usually say it his death kind of inspired this podcast oh wow 
um, the the first episode that we recorded was the BET Awards that same year that he mm. passed. Yeah. I'm going to go back and listen to some of our old stuff. Because I, I do forget how long we've been doing this. <laughs> Sometimes. <laughs> You're going to cringe the entire time. Oh, I'm yes. sure I will. Yes, we are. Is that me? It's like, ah, oh, my voice. Yeah. <laughs> Was I on cocaine? Like, <laughs> <laughs> so I got to ask, did y'all watch Moonwalker back during Michael Jackson Appreciation Month? No. Oh, okay. uh, for yeah. that, we did a Because Five of Michael Jackson songs. Did we do the movie, too? Jackson's American Dream? Jackson's American Dream. Okay. That was the chaotic one with yeah uh, with Avriel and Jamie. Um, <laughs> did we do also bad? We covered bad, I think, or was that we later? covered bad? Or did we earlier? Cover dangerous? We did dangerous. Okay, and then we did a because five uh, for the Jackson five. Okay, yeah. cool. Uh, we had Abe for that one because mm. um, he was saying that Michael was the only one with talent and. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> and Michael wrote all the songs. Everyone else just proofread him. Proofread. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh, that sounds funny. So, um, people, you may think we would have covered this uh, film a long time ago, but well, we didn't. Yeah. Um, I thought it might have been too easy, <laughs> but. <laughs> Here we are. So for Prince Appreciation Month, of course, we will talk about the film Purple Rain. Um, this came out in 1984. Uh, it's known for its soundtrack, of course. Um, sold 15 million and 25 million worldwide. Something like that. He was a force back then. <laughs> um, and like the and the controversy that kind of surrounded it, not only because of like, um, <laughs> and it, well. <laughs> it was too easy. <laughs> that's, that's um, <laughs> the song, um, uh, "Darling Nikki," was on the was it the called filthy, the Filthy Fifteen? Yeah, the Tipper Gore. Yeah, uh, senator's wife with too much to do. <laughs> <laughs> nothing to do. Nothing. Yeah, oh yeah, nothing. nothing to do. To do. Yeah, the opposite. No, yeah, no. She did not have enough. Clearly. Um. So, uh, you know, so he had notoriety with that. I think that helped with sales. Like, oh, what's this song mm-hmm. about? Because I don't think it was a single at all. Um. And uh, of course, he won an Oscar for best original song score, uh, a category that does not exist anymore. <laughs> you mean it wasn't for his acting? <laughs> No, no, it was not. Um, And um, (laughs) it was funny that we talked about, well, we talked about Lionel Richie's album, Can't Slow Down, and it won album of the year, but the other albums in that category that year have at least been preserved Mm -hmm. in the National, uh, in the Library of Congress, (laughs) and that album is not. (laughs) Um, this film is preserved in the library wow, of Congress. Okay. okay. Um, it's got to be because it's Prince. It's and a lot of people be, say yeah. it's one of the greatest musical films. It's one of the films with the greatest music. music. Yeah, that's yeah. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Crazy. Yeah, that's more what it is. Um, like every musical part of the movie is a set performance. Yeah. yeah. Like when I think of musical, I think of like when they're at the lake 
he starts singing about the lake. You know, that's yeah. that's a musical, not like, here's the revolution. Like, that's not a musical. It's like a concert film, dude. Yeah. Like, <laughs> you could, this was a jukebox musical that just focused on the music first. Like, story yeah. be damned. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And that's my thing. I'm all, like, is there even a story? Or is it just like, here's music and some things happen in between the music? We're trying to kind of explain where he came from and the music tells a story. But then it was just like, well, here's a reason to play some of my music. Yeah. <laughs> um, so uh, this was not written or directed by Prince. <laughs> it was directed by Albert Magnoli, who later became Prince's manager. Okay. And uh, a screenplay by Magnoli and William Blinn, uh, who, let's see what he wrote he wrote the screenplay for brian's song the original one um he worked on roots he produced starsky and hutch (laughs) um and he produced uh hunter wait is that the one with fred dreyer i think that's a different one i used to love hunter it wasn't that one i used to love that show uh, oh, he produced the film The Boys Next Door. I, I did that play in high school. Um, oh, he also produced Fame, like the TV series Fame. Hmm. Um, and he wrote Pensacola Wings of Gold. I think that was a show on USA or something. That sounds awful. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sounds like the show where it reruns on like Ion or some of the Hallmark <laughs> Channel or something. Ion. <laughs> How do they make any money? I have no idea. <laughs> all their stuff is like all reruns of yeah. stuff. Yeah. Um, so, uh, yeah, the album is sold over 25 million worldwide, but we're, we're going to talk more about the film. Um so Prince, whose character is simply known as the Kid, um, too cool for a name. <laughs> I think they were trying to be like extra mysterious, and as Ben would say, art house. <laughs> yeah. I had to Google it. I'm like, what is this name? Maybe like, I'm like mid movie, and I'm like, all right, oh, yeah. the Kid. All right, yeah, they don't Just Kid. Um, so uh, I I got some notes, um, of course. Uh, got let's go crazy over the opening credits and the way they had like shots of people. I just was just thinking like, I think people who look back at the eighties think everybody looked like that. Yeah. Cause that's all you see. <laughs> that's all you <laughs> see. Um, and, uh, I was a little confused because it has him performing. Let's go crazy, but it has him getting ready to go to the venue. It's it is intercut a very, with that. It's a very weirdly edited sequence. Yeah. I love it. Like it's one of my like favorite. If, if it ever. didn't have, if it didn't have the performance, and it was just him going to the venue, then it would have made yeah, sense. Right. Mm-hmm. And for it to begin, be at the beginning of the movie, okay, cool, that's fine. Um, but yeah, having him also performing it, showing that was, I was confused. To me, it was the coolest part of the movie. Like you have <laughs> Prince up there playing this amazing song, an extended version where he just goes and just bangs on the piano. Yeah. He put and and then obviously he puts his guitar on his back and gets on this motorcycle. Very easy way to break a guitar. <laughs> but puts his guitar on his back, gets on the motorcycle, drives to the venue. Everyone's like, oh my God, it's the kid. And he's pulling up. I'm just like, I would I want to do that one day. Like I'm too old to do it now, but like I, like when I saw that sequence back whenever I saw it, I was like, I want to do that, man. 
strap a guitar on my back and on a motorcycle and drive up and people are happy to see me. <laughs> like <laughs> that'd be so cool, man. Just oozes cool, man. Um and uh at the same time we see uh Morris getting ready to go. Like he's vacuuming his bedroom first. Yeah. <laughs> um and then we see uh, Apollonia arriving by cab. I guess she just I don't know if she it, <laughs> That's her welcome to the jungle moment, man. <laughs> uh, so her cab ride was $37. Uh, she apparently didn't have it. And just, it just jumped out of the cab. But that first, I swear, like when she looked at how much it was and then she looked at the driver and he turned around. <laughs> I'm like, is she gonna have to perform a sex act oh, to pay for God. this cab fare? Greg, <laughs> that's mean, where your mind goes. <laughs> I mean, with this movie, hey, though. that's how that hey, look. Cab driver had that face, like he will accept <laughs> any kind of payment. <laughs> like he looks at, oh, you're about oh, worth thirty-seven dollars. Like, <laughs> oh my God. Uh, <laughs> um, and also during this, um. Jerome is an interesting character. Love Jerome. He's probably. I feel like he, there could have been. We could have gotten more yeah. from Jerome. Mm-hmm. They could have added a little bit more with Jerome. Uh, mm-hmm. But I thought. But I was thinking like, when Morris is coming out to the car, like if Jerome is the driver, should he have been vacuuming? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. And we don't see anything else in Morris's house, so we don't know what kind of house he actually has. Yeah. Well, with the way he dresses, I imagine he has a lot of gaudy furniture and yeah, yeah, a lot of like uh, animal print, a lot of animal print, yeah, animal print everywhere, yeah. And then when they get to the venue and everyone's excited to see Morris, um, Jerome has a mirror when he gets out of the car. Like, did he just yeah. have that in the front yeah. seat? <laughs> <laughs> That's his thing. Uh, but yeah, that is their thing with the mirror. Um, so through the first number, like what, what, what were you seeing, Eric? Um, through Prince's first number, right? Let's go crazy. Yeah. Um, I was really enjoying it. And honestly, I have not been exposed to a whole lot of Prince. I knew that the opening number was let's go crazy. I knew that's what the movie was going to open with. But at the same time, I was kind of experiencing it for the first time. And I'm just like, oh, this is this is dope. And that's just where I was for the beginning of the movie. Where it went, we'll get to. (laughs) But where I was in that moment, I'm just like, yeah, I'm just going to let this soak and flow over me (laughs) right now. And I was just like, yeah, this this is dope. And, um, you know, I thought everything was, you know, very eccentric, very 80s. Uh, very much what somebody born in 88 would expect to see. (laughs) Like, yeah, this is accurate. (laughs) Um, uh, Well, Ben, did you have anything up through the first number? Yeah, I mean, the cool factor, the... um, I just, I like watching Prince perform just because everything just seems so tight and well choreographed. Um, and he's short, but he looks huge. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, like he's, he's not a he's, he's five three. Yeah, he's a short dude, but he looks he just. I mean, that's just and even stage even with presence. the even with the heels, he still looked five three. Yeah, that's, that's <laughs> stage presence. And of course, like you know, it ends with that amazing. Well, I mean, the guitar solo, the middle guitar solo is is great. Mm-hmm. It's a really really well written solo, and then he ends with this amazing just going crazy solo. I, I just. I just love everything about. Like I said, I could that could have been the movie for me, and I would have been happy. Probably should have been the movie. Like that was. 
There's got to be a story, man. I mean, let's go crazy. That's the story, you know? Yeah. Um, so it's great. This was filmed at the famous First Avenue Club in Minneapolis. Um, still open today. Still a very big deal to play there today. So it's funny because, like, Minneapolis in the 80s, I would not have thought that. Yeah. You know, like, oh, wow, there's a really vibing scene yeah, here. I don't know. In the Midwest, in Minneapolis. <laughs> and I felt that like it could have been more to kind of like show that off because yeah. Minneapolis has their own, it's their, they have their own thing, sound, yeah. their own, their own sound. And um, I wish there could have been a little bit more of that, but I've, this movie might have been filmed over the course of like five days. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so uh, later on, okay, so Apollonia arrives, she gets into the club, she sneaks her way in. The guy with the with the the big dude with the hair, mm-hmm. that's actually Prince's bodyguard oh. in real life. Um, so really? he played the bouncer. Okay. Yeah. Um, and she gets past him, like just yeah. just happens to get past him and sneak in, and she's watching uh, the kid perform, and um, she is entranced immediately. Well, who isn't? You know, everyone's <laughs> with him. It's just. But then Morris gets on stage and she's in trance with him too <laughs> immediately. Uh, but then when um, she tries to get a job there or whatever and <laughs> the kid sees her for the first time, what was that? Uh, it was so creepy. I loved it. <laughs> I, I have a thing for uh, bad movies. And that moment was the moment where I'm like, oh. This is bad. Yeah. I'm like, oh, maybe. <laughs> I had to rub my hands together. This for is that. bad. Um, yeah, it was very creepy. Um, very so he, hilarious. He looks at her. He sees the little card, and then he walks behind her, and he's like two inches behind her, and puts his sunglasses on <laughs> as she's watching Boris on stage. And it's like I think it, I, I just got to feel like okay, she wants to say something, but she's waiting for him to say yeah. something first. Yeah. And when she decides, okay, I'm just going to say something, he disappears. I was like, please do it. Please Batman away. And I was just hoping for it. And at the first, like, he he didn't do it. And I was like, ah, that's too bad. And then he does it. And I'm like, yes. (laughs) No, I love that. He clearly has some communication issues. Which is clear throughout the film. Yeah. Same one Chris Rock has. (laughs) Socially, you know, inept. Just awkward and (laughs) makes bad jokes when he shouldn't. Um, so, uh, kid leaves, he goes home and very short and concise domestic violence scene. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I had a term for this. Like, it just seems like the whole movie felt like generic domestic violence. <laughs> like there wasn't anything specific. It's like, you need to clean this house. Like, that's just, <laughs> you know, who wrote this? It's like, man, what do angry husbands say to their wives? Clean the house, cook. I don't know. Right, like, right. Like, what do they do? They slap them, right? That's. <laughs> there were so many beatings. In this movie. There were, there were. My wife's in you know kitchen cooking, which I know sounds bad, <laughs> but she's just like, is this movie just full of domestic violence? I'm like, kinda. Yeah. I feel like like they wrote it in like domestic violence for someone who just found out what that meant. Yeah. In the process very, of writing very the generic. Um so uh Billy, uh Billy Sparks, who is Billy the the manager of the club. I don't know if he was the manager in real life. 
He might have been. It, it's somebody they know, yeah. of course. Um, but he's saying the kid's not pulling them in. Like, I just saw that opening number. That like, how many more people are supposed to fit in there? That is the craziest <laughs> thing about the opening. Like, everybody's clearly loving it. Like, yeah. why don't you show... <laughs> Like, you know, people not really caring. They're having conversations. It's city winery. <laughs> but it's like, no, they're into it 100%. And I'm just like, that's not like, what I Were there saw. more? Were there more? <laughs> I'm, I'm like, it, that, that's not, like, sold out? Yeah. You <laughs> want fire code. Yeah. <laughs> Violation <laughs> crowds. Like, one in, one out. Click, click. <laughs> um, And uh, so that, that was with uh, the scene with Morris and Billy. Um, how did Morris find out about Apollonia so fast? It did kind of seem like he just like he, he, instantly knew. You didn't yeah. even see her. Usually that in most movies, sorry. there's like, you know, um, exposition to kind of show that. And there just wasn't that Exposition here. be damned. You're just supposed to know. <laughs> they're like, oh, yeah. Well, I mean, like, clearly Morris knows about all the women in his orbit. Like, and so clearly he knows about her, you know, as he's walking down the street. and <laughs> Yeah. Uh, you see some heavy misogyny. They just pick ooh, up a girl and throw her in the threw her in the, the trash. dumpster. Like what the hell? That was the crazy. I was like, <laughs> what year is it? Like and y'all and they stood there when she got out. Yeah, <laughs> and then they walked away. By the way, she and well, let's just talk about her. She was a terrible actress. She was awful. Yeah. She was like laughing through her lines. Um, and then, and I was already, I was already laughing at that. And then she gets thrown in the dumpster, like body slammed, like garbage. I was, oh man. And also, uh, I don't know who this blonde woman is. I don't know if like, oh, this the, was, uh, the waitress server. She, yeah. Yeah. She was like a server. She was terrible. Like, Prince I feel like she actually great. actually worked there. She had to be. Like, <laughs> and then, like, we'll put her in the movie. She was so bad. It was amazing. I loved it. Tell <laughs> me, this movie was held up by the music of Prince. Absolutely. Yeah. That is it. Um, And so, okay, after Jerome throws that lady in the trash. <laughs> so, um, that's crazy, man. Did not do that today. And, like, it wasn't even like they threw her softly. No. And it didn't seem like there was a lot of paper in this trash. Like it was a, like the dumpster had it just been empty. emptied, yeah, and she was like, was "Boom!" Empty. Does it hit the bottom? Like she should have a concussion. concussion yeah. yeah, she gets back <laughs> up. Like I'm still good, baby. I'm still good. <laughs> um, so then later, uh, Apollonia is at the mall looking, at, and then kid just shows up. Mm-hmm. I he was he's being really creepy at first, yeah, because they he had they had not spoken to each other at this point. <laughs> They had not spoken to each other. And then she just gets on a motorcycle with him. Yeah. He could have killed her. Uh, I didn't know the Purify Yourself in Lake Minnetonka was this early in the film. Yeah. I Dave Chappelle has ruined that line for me. <laughs> um, yeah. 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 Just ruined it. So what did, what did, y'all, what did y'all think of that? It's like. It, it, this is another indication of the poor communication issues. Um, well, I mean, he never this... said that was the lake. He just said you need to purify yourself in the waters of Lake Minnetonka. And she just looks around and he doesn't stop her until she's about to do it. He's like, hey, whoa, whatever. More misogyny. More playful misogyny. Yeah, they, like, they just <laughs> pretends to leave her. And like, I... Like, I kind of think about that in 2022, you know, kind of like, well, you need an Uber. But this is 1984. Yeah. No. There's no, no phones. Cell phone, no. no cell phones. Doesn't look like there's like a pay, a, a, cell, a pay phone for a while. You were just lost in the middle of Minnesota in the 80s. 
as a woman of color. Yeah. That is terrifying. Yeah. In the woods, <laughs> in the, off the road. <laughs> naked and wet. That sounded weird, but, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and soaked. You know, like that's, I mean, he came back, but, you know, yeah. And then with her trying to get back on the bike, and he starts yeah, to, he's like, still yeah, like, Jesus is, Christ, where's the camera? Like, yeah, what are you doing this for? <laughs> this dude, he's acting like a 10-year-old. Yeah. I, I don't, I, it, and it's, I guess you would, like, what? It, what is she seeing right now? Or is she into the playful massage? Or maybe boy. she's guess, just like, yeah, maybe that's it. Yeah. Just trying to get home. Just trying to get home. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where I am. Try to get home. I'm going to dump this crazy man. <laughs> um, she likes the massage. <laughs> <laughs> so, and then the scene, um, <laughs> there's a scene with Jerome and Morris um, doing their, doing, it was an homage to Who's On First. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah, did, yeah. I was like, oh, my God. But that's cute. Once again, who wrote this man? <laughs> um, then the song "Modern Air" by Des Dickerson. Uh, that's who was performing that song. I guess that I guess watching now, like I don't know who that is. Des Dickerson <laughs> was the guitar player in. He was in the Revolution. In the Revolution, he played the solo on Little Red Corvette. Yes. Um, and he also toured with Billy Idol mm-hmm. and then he founded a Christian rock record company. Oh, oh he went that route. Okay. Okay. You go, Des. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, so that was who was performing there. Uh, and I was trying. I, I found the connection to where it made it seem like that Wendy and Lisa wrote Purple Rain, mm-hmm. or at least wrote the music for it. Mm-hmm. Um, the song itself was written as a country song, and he was going to give it to Stevie Nicks. Oh. He gave her the music and was asking oh. Stevie Nicks to write lyrics for it, and Stevie Nicks was like, "This is 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 too much." <laughs> she wow. was overwhelmed by the the musical part of it. So she's like, I, I can't I can't write anything for this. Oh man. And then they were started to rework the song and then those chords that Wendy plays <clears throat> that kind of clicked for Prince, like, oh, now he knows how to kind of rearrange it or whatever. Hmm. So the way she plays it, that's that, how man. she played it kind of on accident. Well, not not on accident, but just to, you know, to start playing it. Mm-hmm. And that kind of changed how the song was ultimately what you ultimately heard. Um, so they kind of weave that in with her playing it to have the the subplot, I guess, that Wendy and Lisa want to write some stuff. Uh, but Prince is a, a one man wrecking crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, they are, of course, fed up. Uh, the bit with the puppet made it weird, though. OK, oh, so yeah. he was doing ventriloquism. No, not that real. Him? That okay. wasn't real I was ventriloquism. I was like, he said me and his lips did not touch. Yeah, I'm I was like, like you can't so say creepy. <laughs> I'm just like, where's this voice coming from? So, so it's just ADR. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. That was so creepy. <laughs> I did not like that scene. And very disrespectful. <laughs> it's like, this is how you talk to the people in your band, dude? Like, no wonder they want to leave. <laughs> Why are they staying? Yeah. <laughs> He's not bringing in anybody. <laughs> <laughs> um. So. Uh, that dude's mustache. <laughs> the drummer's mustache yeah always kills me and like they're all like very meek 
And he's just like you know, looking down. And he's got a little mustache and just. I'm sorry, man. That just that 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 gets me every time. So when um uh Jerome or well yeah Jerome brings uh, Apollonia over to Morris's table or something to that effect. Mm-hmm. Um, he asks for champagne, right? Yep, yeah. the finest then, bottle of champagne. And then it's in a martini glass. I was just thrown off by that. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't have time for that type of stuff, man. Yeah. Um, and then it looked red. I, so I, yeah. Uh, <laughs> um, I, I put that Morris was like some people may lay it on thick. I thought he was laying it on like chunky peanut butter. He's oh, definitely <laughs> peanut butter. and again, that's what I love. <laughs> like, yep, I'm enjoying this. Um, you say like a lollipop would be mad at your lips. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> the hell kind of line is that, man? He said he had a brass water bed. What? <laughs> <laughs> the whole movie, I kept asking myself, is this what women in the 80s were into? Because like they just seemed to kind of like, oh, Morris. I'm just like, yeah. is this a dude with like a pompadour? <laughs> That's what men in the 80s thought women in the 80s were into. Like he just was. It seemed like he was just like you know slaying him. It just seemed weird. It's just like this guy's kind of seems kind of corny, you know. Yeah. Um. All right. Then we have the uh, performance of the beautiful ones, which uh, that won her over, right? <laughs> she made her choice at that point. Um. And I, I guess another. Uh, an indication of his poor communication issues. He's barely spoken to her yeah, at so. this point. They have barely spoken. It's like he can only communicate through his music. And that otherwise, was a weird ass song to play, bro. Otherwise, he's treated her like shit the yeah. entire time. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> um. And then it was Apollonia's turn to be creepy when she's just. Chilling in the alley. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so they go to uh, to his place uh, in the basement. Um, the song that he plays is the love theme to Purple Rain, and it's simply called God. Oh. Definitely was a love theme. Started out with sex noise. I was just... Like that just seems like a weird song to play for someone that you don't talk too much. They still still barely talked, mm-hmm. um, but they had sex anyway. <laughs> yeah, still smash, right? It doesn't matter. Um, and then when uh, he takes her back to where she's staying in the hotel, and then later Morris comes by. Um, with the he's trying to put a girl group together, and wants her to be in it. Um, I don't know how she doesn't see that kid's not going to help her. There was no indication <laughs> yeah. no, at all that uh, he would help her at all. Um, I will say Morris may be landed on like chunky peanut butter, but he's being honest. Yep, he is. Um, hmm. Probably the one that Apollonia should have went with. <laughs> like he is more of a hero in this movie than Prince, and I've been holding that back for a while. I was like, 
he's kind of like you know more stand up guy. Like he's corny, <laughs> but I mean you got to Russell I mean, yeah, Wilson and like he, the future. Like, oh god! Uh, <laughs> oh, <no>. Like <laughs> come, on. come on! Oh man! Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> I didn't think about that until you called him Cordy. Oh, God. Now, I mean, yeah, I can see that. But, like, Morris was still, like, laid it out there because Russell Wilson, Mm -hmm. he'll give you – we won't give you anything. Yeah, that's true. In interviews, he will say a lot of nothing. But who knows what he does (laughs) when the camera's ain't around. I think it's still the same. I've heard heard he talks a little bit different. His flow's a little bit different when, you know, cameras aren't around. Maybe. I've heard if you listen to some of Sierra's – um, stories or videos, mm-hmm. and you might be like, "Who is that talking yeah. in the background?" <laughs> like, you know, Will Smith showed his other side last week, so we mm-hmm. can't we can't say who somebody is. Is that is that Russell, <laughs> is that Russell Wilson? Like, Russell. 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 Um. So, uh, okay, yeah. So the the story with with Wendy playing those chords for Purple Rain. Um. So a little more domestic violence. Yeah, I had that note. Early instrumental, Purple Rain over domestic violence. Uh, Dad is paranoid. Or I... I give you heat. Or maybe like less than paranoid. Um, Because he he was saying that that she's out in the streets. Generic. (laughs) You just found out. (laughs) Yeah. The writers just found out what domestic violence means. You're out in these streets, not cooking for me. <laughs> not cleaning. Why uh, are you not happy? I, I keep the lights on. Yeah. I keep the heat on. Um, and then uh, Apollonia comes over. She she bought the guitar mm-hmm. that he was looking at. Um, he responds by giving her one of his earrings. With what money? Did she buy this guitar? She pawned the, the, the bracelet. Yeah. Okay, I had to think whatever. about the first one. Yeah. She ain't making no money. I forgot she did do that. Um, and uh, I think he did that just to mark his territory <laughs> by giving her the earring. And then she says, I'm going to work with Morris. And I was like, he went from one Instantly to a thousand. Just Will Smith, man. <laughs> just like... <laughs> Keep Morris's name. <laughs> she did a whole spin. I'm like, this is so you could. I, well, I couldn't. I couldn't even like be like super sad. I'm like, this is so cartoony. Like, yeah. like is this what happens when like you backhand really, somebody? Like, is that why that's the preferred? You know, hit him with the knuckle to do a whole spin. They like, upped the sound to the slap sound. It was really loud for that type of slap. Like, psh, like <laughs> that's true. Like an anime punch or something like. <laughs> Uh, so the yeah, um, but it's like that's all he knows though, you know. Yeah, <laughs> he just walks in from concerts and sees his dad just pummeling his mother, you know. And then and then he's, I guess, well, he's not really apologizing, no. but he's saying, I know there's a line. He said, "Don't I make you happy?" I'm like, it's been like four days. <laughs> <laughs> um, you gotta go faster. <laughs> pressuring her, pressuring her. Two days, I bought you a guitar, like. <laughs> And um, I guess the this might have been the next yeah the next day or whatever. Uh, he, when he come he comes back home, mom is sitting outside, mm-hmm. and then he goes into that house looking for his dad. I don't know if y'all noticed this, but when he said like "answer me, motherfucker," and then he so does funny. that spin. Oh no, I didn't notice the spin afterward. 
there there was like this spinning. It looked like a dance move. <laughs> yeah, that was, his, that was his Oscar moment right there. <laughs> That's when they spin. sent in like his his like montage of stuff for your consideration. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he Where did. <laughs> oh, man. Now I got to go back and watch Answer me, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, he he did that spin, and it was. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it looked like that. Um, That's how he turned to real life. <laughs> he's probably just too used to that. Like, oh, uh, Kimmy's update, song of the year, went to leave the door open. Hey, oh, let's go. Nice. Pivot. Mm-hmm. Pivot. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Whoa, okay. Yeah. Um, I was looking at the big four. That's the only one that's that's gone out so far. Okay. That's crazy. Um, <laughs> so uh, when he sees his dad playing the piano um, and he says something along the lines of, I'd like to, you know, look at your music if you have it written it, down yeah. somewhere. And he's like, yeah, he's like, that's the big difference between you and me. That you don't write it down? <laughs> Asshole. <laughs> like, that's a flex. Yeah, weird flex. Weird like, flex. He's like Jay-Z before Jay-Z. I don't, I don't write it down. It's up here off the dome. Um, so, uh, well, there was the scene earlier with uh, Wendy and Lisa where he's, like, telling them to let it go as far as, them, as, far as him playing their music. Uh, and they left. But they still showed up for the next show. Yeah, <laughs> gotta get paid. Um, and uh, another story they they put in that the piano piece that the dad played is the guitar solo or one of the solos in Computer Blue in that performance. Oh, cool. Um, so they wanted to tie that in, even though they didn't they didn't really say it. So you either catch it or you don't. Hmm. Um. And uh, then he goes to um, after well after that performance. Let me see if I got that right. Yeah. Um, uh, the hmm. Let's see if I still have my, the right order for some this thing. Okay. So when they go to, I forgot, when he was playing, um, what song was it? I think it was Darling Nikki. Mm -hmm. And that was directed at Morris and Apollonia because they were sitting at that table. Because he runs back, pissed. Yeah. To the back. (laughs) And. um, That's right after, yeah, he computed Blue into Darling Darling Nikki. Right. Yes. Okay. Where he wore that. Um. The lace mask. Yeah, right. it looked like a garter belt. Yeah, yeah. the lingerie on his face. <laughs> uh, and uh, you see Jerome. There should have been more Jerome. Yeah. Uh, it's like, uh, Morris doesn't like it, and I don't like it either. <laughs> like, okay, <where> are you? <laughs> I don't care. <laughs> um, that was, hold on, that was really good. <laughs> 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 was that was a very good impression of, I don't care. <laughs> And then Jerome throws him two tickets to Apollonia's first show. Um, so you got to give it to Morris. Strong he was following up. Yep. yep. He was following Strong up. Flex. Um, and uh, <laughs> I put, it reminded me of like the part of Glitter with Happenstance Howard. 
Oh God. <laughs> uh, not the murder part, but <laughs> the whole movie was just. But it just happens to be in the right place at the right time. Uh, Terrence Howard. Yeah. yeah. So Morris, it, it before happenstance Howard, there's happenstance Morris. <laughs> um, and uh, when, uh, so after Apollonia Six's first show, and Morris trying to get her back to the crib, mm-hmm. he was drunk. Where's Jerome? I gave him the night off. <laughs> that little happy. <laughs> God, that laugh. <laughs> and uh, here comes Kid on his motorcycle. You would have thought he like ran him over, and I don't. Did he like push him or know. punch it, him? Or the edit was really bad. He yeah. seemed to be pretty far away. Like he couldn't do. Anything. Did it seem like okay? It it looked like he jumped out of the way rather than he actually <laughs> yeah. got hit. Because yeah. if he got hit, he might have died. Yeah. yeah. Um, and uh, he tells her to get on the bike. Why did she get on the bike? I I don't I I don't yeah. know what. He's a bad boy. Yeah, he is, <laughs> so right? He, so you need to know. Um, again, he has still treated her like shit when he is speaking with his words mm-hmm. at this point. Um, so they're by the train tracks or whatever, and um, she's drinking, and he wants her to stop. Uh, I think, say, that Prince was a teetotaler. I have heard that. He knew nothing. Mm. Yeah. Um. And when she goes to drink anyway, it just infuriates him, and he smacks the flask out of her hand. And he didn't abstain from that. Yeah. <laughs> um, nope. Then she throws the earring. Like she still had on the earring this whole time. Yep. Like this is this is the second time that they've had an altercation. Well, she's hoping that she can change him. You know. Maybe that's it. Um. Said, so Eric said he's a bad boy. Yeah, bad boys need taming. Yeah, he's a project. Yeah, he's a project. <laughs> then they go home. Then, well, then he goes home, and um, hold on. This is when he he goes home and and all hell is broken loose. Yeah, the mother yeah. is. Um, he goes home. The cops are there and. Are the cops there? No, I no think they he weren't there the, yet. Yeah, he just. It was when he goes to the basement or wherever that was. Yeah. And he turns on, and you saw dad with the gun. Mm-hmm. And he turns on the light and you hear a gunshot. Like, dad shot himself in the head and he's still alive. Yeah. I, what? It, it can happen. It, it can happen, but I wouldn't. I don't know why they made that a yeah. point. Yeah. Yeah. And all, all he did, like, he's, like, convulsing, and he's, he's got a bandage yeah. where he shot himself. Yeah, yeah. that's what it looked like. It, so weird. It, we, did, we never saw him sequence. again, so we did that's yeah, we, saw, like, we saw him one more time. Did we? There was a scene during, while, during the Purple Rain performance where he goes to the hospital, and dad's in the, in the bed, oh, and mom's totally right there. Mm. Totally it was only, like, 10 okay, seconds. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, but that, that was like when we last saw him. Not a big payoff, though, for what they did. No. <laughs> uh, and the, the chalk outline was yeah. like, yeah. Are, are you trying to be? Are you trying to be funny right now with the chalk outline? It's artsy. Because <laughs> it had the gun too. Yeah, like, it had the gun in the chalk outline. <laughs> um. And uh, so the um. I guess the the next night, um, the time they do 
the bird. The first song they did was Jungle Love. So they do the bird and it's a great performance. Everyone's excited and and they're um they're walking back to the dressing room. And then Boris says, How's the family? It's time yeah. to fight. Yeah, like, it is bro, time what? to fight. Yeah. That yeah. is that's the most disrespectful line I've ever heard in a film for its context. Like, come on, man. Yeah, no, it was terrible. There was no reason was for that. Terrible. It was totally uncalled for. Morris wanted to win. <laughs> Morris wanted to win. Apparently he was extremely high. The yeah, whole during movie. the filming. On what? Coke? I don't know. Oh, it was like, yeah, just drugs. Okay. He was high. He was high and drunk for most of the filming. Okay. They had to drag him from his dressing room at certain points. Oh. Yeah, and he was that gone. Or according to uh, watched uh, Tales from the Tour Bus, uh, this is him telling the story that yeah. like, um, either his manager or Prince would send somebody to go pick him up from wherever he was oh. to bring him to set. Wow. <laughs> Sprinkle some makeup on him and. <laughs> yeah, that, might have, that laugh might have been real. <laughs> it probably was. <laughs> oh my god, it's crazy. But it's time to fight at yeah, that absolutely. point, man. That was just. I, I've and I say that to say because I feel like that line might have been improvised. Like so? it might have been like, "How's the family?" Like <laughs> your line was good show. Like. <laughs> oh man! So they go out there. And I guess without warning or any kind of preparation, uh, we're, gonna do song, we're gonna do this song now <laughs> that they had never performed. Uh, even though the actual recording of Purple Rain is a live recording, it was the first time they had ever performed it. And they recorded that. So the version you hear is the is a live version. That they and they added some things after, um, but it was something that they had maybe rehearsed a couple of times, and when it was recorded as first time, anyone had heard it. Hmm. Um, and that becomes the uh, what everyone like. Everyone goes crazy for that song, mm-hmm. and it's kind of weird for that song to be after the bird. It's yeah. like you. You change the mood entirely. It's yeah, super, super. So, so it was a risk, which is what I think the <laughs> club owner kept, you know, trying to get it. Like you're playing for yourself, dude. Like, yeah, yeah. These folks want to dance. <laughs> and that, uh, you know, the bird performance. That was another one. Where I was just like, is that a stunt double? Like, is he doing all this stuff? Because I just didn't know he just could do like triple splits and mm-hmm. stuff. I just didn't know that this was something <laughs> Prince did. And I'm like, yo, he's like really athletic. Yeah, like, he's doing a lot out here. Um, but yeah, really enjoyed that performance in particular. Um, and then uh, after that, like he's he goes he left is like, I guess that's it for me. Yeah. And, but then he hears the cheers and he goes back in there. Um, and then they do uh, "I Would Die for You." Um, the hand signal for that song is problematic. What was it? Because it, like, it, it was like it was like I would can. die for oh, you. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. Father, I was like, I don't know. Mm, I, yeah. <laughs> One of the many things about this movie that has not aged well. <laughs> many, many, many. Yeah. Um, and, uh, and then they end it with Baby, I'm a Star. Uh, 
and even Morris is cheering for him. So it's like, he wasn't really a hater after all. <laughs> no, I, I've never looked at it this way before, before Eric mentioned this. Like, maybe the kid is the villain here. I mean. Like, he's the, you know, like, he does all these messed up things. Apparently, the way he treated Wendy and Lisa in the movie is how he treated them in real life. He was a dick to them in real life. Like, he's mean to everyone around him. He beats his girlfriend. Like, he destroys what looks like his family's supply of spices and foods. <laughs> he ate all the jams and jellies. Yeah, all the jams and jellies. He gets to have his, his hero moment by playing Purple Rain and I Would Die For You and Baby, I'm a Star. And everyone's like, oh, all's forgiven. Yeah. Like, no, yeah. he learned nothing. Yeah. This is hap- We call this happy violence. <laughs> like, there's no consequence. No one sent him to jail. She never called the police. It was like, hey, the kid was beating me. We might have learned his name then. Like, no, <laughs> like nothing's happening. And he just gets to keep being the kid and probably gets a record deal, you know. Rockstar rock life. Yeah, like, no consequences whatsoever. That's what I took from, away from this movie. Just do whatever you want. Be shitty. Yeah, you can be, be a shitty talented. boyfriend. Do but triple split. Yeah. As long as you're talented. <laughs> be tri- Man, do triple split. He hits his girlfriend, but <laughs> she can play the hell out of that guitar boy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, make your bandmate do fellatio on the guitar. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that was a moment. So long as you can play that guitar, baby. Play that guitar, sing, and do some splits. Yeah. <laughs> and the hair looks so nice. Like. Yeah. Let's not forget what Morris called him when he drove away on the motorcycle. Long-haired oh, oh, and yeah. problematic oh, word. Oh, yeah. Yeah. The casual throwing around of the word bitches. <laughs> yeah. It's <about> bitches. <laughs> Just like, oh, Just, yeah, this could not. Yeah. Yeah. Jeez, God. Just, yes. I've, uh, yeah. Just a lot, a lot of stuff that just wouldn't fly today. Yeah, man. and I'm like, he said it in the most flamboyant way. I'm like, who are you? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but call <laughs> this man this word. Um, I did have this conclusion because of what what the manager, club manager, was saying. I feel like everyone in their own way was saying, "Kid, get your shit together." Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The whole thing. <laughs> absolutely. Um. Because I think everyone like saw his talent and 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 that he is some kind of genius. Kanye. <laughs> I was gonna say Kanye before you said genius. <laughs> this is this is yeah. I mean I I would agree with that. This is pre pre Kanye, but it's you're it's like the what what the kid was doing is the same as like someone just making beats in their room. Mm-hmm. And um not uh and i guess just uh, be having trouble communicating yeah. yeah yeah um still don't see what apollonia saw in the kid i i don't get it um and that's just how it ends. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> freeze frame. So uh, with the baby, I'm a star, and he picks up the guitar, and then the freeze frame. Like I thought he was gonna do something else. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so it just ends, and then you have the montage of all the songs yeah. that were in the film, <laughs> which was cool. Nice little medley. Which made the film. Just being, <laughs> just being real. Yeah. Made the film. I watched a Siskel and Ebert uh, review of this. What um, did Siskel and Ebert say? They loved it. Hmm. It was only like a three-minute review, maybe, but they loved it. They compared really? it to uh, 
like Paul McCartney's movie. Oh, a bunch of stuff. A day in a heart. Uh, hard day days night. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hard day, okay. Not day in the life. No, hard, hard, hard days night. Yeah. Hard days night. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they're just like, yeah, this is like the best. <laughs> like they loved it. Um, but I really do think the music carried it, especially with the movie ending with what seemed to be like a twenty-minute span mm-hmm. of just straight music. Songs, yeah. yeah. Um, I think you're just gonna leave kind of elevated. Yeah. Um, but yeah, back in 1984, here in 2022, I was like, Ooh. yeah, I don't think you can end a movie like that in 2022. Yeah. Like yeah. people would be like, that's cheap. Like this. Yeah. yeah it's basically three songs mm-hmm. that ended the movie. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No more dialogue. <laughs> <laughs> They ran out. That's they're like we got nothing else, man. Like how are we gonna make the runtime? Yeah, play three exactly. songs, man. Exactly. Play the play the whole song, not just the snippet. Yeah. <laughs> um, trying to see if there are also any more Grammys that have been handed out that are noteworthy. Um, uh, n- no. Okay. It looks like you can visit the house that they lived in. Hmm. It's a it's a tourist location. The abuse house. Yeah, the abuse house. Yeah, you can you can walk through the door as that <laughs> prince got slapped through. <laughs> Getting knocked down one good time. That's a part of the experience. Oh my god. <laughs> uh, uh, Carrie Underwood uh, won for best roots gospel album. Was that the album we talked about? It was a bunch of hymns. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> a bunch of hymns. <laughs> um. So. Uh, this movie was created, uh, well, after the success of um, 1999, and Prince confronted, uh, what's his name, Robert Cavallo, the, um, is he a film producer? I guess. But confronted him and said he would not renew his contract unless he got to star in a film. Oh. And every studio they had met with rejected the premise <laughs> of a musician-led film. And Cavallo ended up producing the film himself. Prince spent months writing down the basic plot points of the film. And Cavallo commissioned Blend to write the script. I don't Blend's know what those plot original were. <laughs> yeah, what, what, what were those? How many points? pages? How many bullets <laughs> were on that list? It's like one... The kid sees abuse. Two, the kid does abuse. Three, the kid wins. Yeah, profit. The profit. Get the bitch. <laughs> the end. Freeze frame on me oh. with the guitar. Oh, man. Um, There's so no rising action. There's no. <laughs> There's nothing at stake. Um my career. <laughs> Literally, there's no there. There are no. There's sta- no I mean, like the only quote unquote stakes are a club owner that I guess is not happy with the en- enormous amount of people that come see this dude play. Like it's at a certain enough. point, it like it sounds like there's like hate. Like it's just like I wish they was here to see me. Like it yeah. sounds like hate. Like this dude is like clearly bringing people to your club. You're here lying. Not fudging enough number, people. Fudging not numbers. enough people. Not enough. Like, you I sold out last night. No, Can't pay the full amount. <laughs> it was standard room only. Oh, I wish I could help you out, kid. Crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, replace you, kid. <laughs> James Foley, who directed Reckless, it was a. Uh, he also directed Glenn Gary Glenn Ross. Um, but anyway, he was brought in to direct the film, but he wasn't interested and. Pass it on to his editor. 
<laughs> he saw the writing. Who disliked Blend's script for lacking truth. And he was then hired to direct and edit after delivering a pitch to Cavallo. Prince intended to cast Vanity as the leader of the group, the girl group, but she left before filming began. Oh, she read the script. <laughs> uh, and then <laughs> the role was offered to Jennifer Beals. This was post Flashdance. That would have been a big get. And she turned it down because she wanted to concentrate on college. She ended up going to Yale. She too read the script. <laughs> anyone who read, I'm just going to assume they read this was like, Ugh, no, no. And no. then they, uh, then it went to Apollonia, who was really unknown. She had been on a show called Tales of the Gold Monkey, a show that lasted one season. So she couldn't turn it down, even though she probably didn't like the script. She yeah. just... Um, Excluding Prince and his on-screen parents, every character is named after the actor who plays that. him or her. I noticed that. Um, yeah. Uh, I guess that's what you do when you don't want to remember names, yeah. you know. Uh, after the change to Vanity to Apollonia, the script was revised and many dark scenes were cut. I wonder wow. what, what else could Somebody, have been. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Some of the scenes included Prince and Apollonia having sex in a barn. Yeah, I heard about there that. There was scene. a <laughs> clip of that in the film during the, um, I forget what song. I think it was When Doves Cry. When he's like riding around yeah, and the then montage, like, yeah. yeah, and then he looks and sees them to get like where he's imagining things or whatever. Um, I think there was a clip of them in a barn. Um, Prince going to Apollonia's re- rehearsal and physically fighting with members of the time. Oh, okay. And a scene where Prince's mother that. talks to him about her shaky relationship with his father. I think that was probably needed. Yeah, we could have <laughs> used both of those, yeah, actually. Yeah. Uh, in addition, many scenes as the Lake Minnetonka scene, Apollonia first meeting Morris, and the rail yard scene were cut because of time constraints. Uh, this movie runs 111 minutes. Many clips from these scenes were featured in the trailer, as well as the When Doves Cry, Let's Go Crazy montage. Mm-hmm. Um, Warner Brothers considered the film outrageous at the time. I wonder why. <laughs> uh, so they shot the whole movie in Minneapolis. Of course, in the First Avenue nightclub, they paid $100,000 to use the venue. And it was closed for 25 days. Wow. Holy okay. crap. 25 days? $100,000? I feel like you'd lose more money in 25 days, but maybe not. Hmm. Uh, the Huntington Hotel, where Apollonia stayed, is actually on Main Street in downtown L.A., hmm. but in the film, it's supposed to be across the street from the First <laughs> Avenue Club. Nice. That movie magic. Yep. <laughs> um, and during production... Magnoli asked Prince to write one more song that touched on the themes of the film. The next day, When Doves Cry was fully produced. <laughs> wow. Wow. Fully produced. Um, Damn, Prince. <laughs> <laughs> so, like I said, it won the Academy Award for Best Original Song Score, uh, a category that does not exist anymore. Uh, it won the Golden, it was nominated for Golden Globe for Best Original Song for When Doves Cry. Uh, not nominated for an Oscar though. It's not, it wasn't. There was no nominations for best original song. Somehow, um, 
Uh, won a Grammy for Best Album or orig- of Original Score Written for a Motion Picture or Television Special. Uh, and it won an... <laughs> It won an Image Award mm. for oh jeez Best Actor. Oh, for Prince. Prince? <laughs> Is this where the legacy started? Like the legacy of <laughs> amazing NAACP Image Award winners? Man, um, somebody looked yeah. at that and said, "What? What else came out in 1984? Like that? They just anything, dude? Like, yeah. <laughs> let's see if they were nominated. No, well." Hold on. Were there any Hispanic actors mm. they could have? <laughs> like, give the Prince? Oh, yeah. There are no other nominees listed. Oh. <laughs> this must have been in its infancy. No, the Image Awards started in 1969. Oh, damn. I and bet. There, were, there were some nominees listed for previous years. But is Sidney Poitier one of them? Um, I feel like that would be his. He is a nominee, but he didn't win. I feel like that would be his award to lose, man. Like, actually, he never won this award. Really? Maybe they were like, he won't show up. <laughs> Denzel Washington won it like eight times. Does he ever show up? Sometimes. Sometimes he does. Just schedule's free. <laughs> it's like, oh, oh man, I got I Denzel got... Washington has actually won it thirteen times. Wow. Okay. <laughs> um, and of course, uh, preserved in the National Film Registry. Uh. Let's see what else it was nominated with for best original song score. Like it, I guess like it matters. I we I don't pay attention to film scores like that. Um, original song score. Him showing up just to claim it, it. was. <laughs> it was nominated with um, the Muppets Take Manhattan, oh, okay. and a film simply called Songwriter. Yeah. Uh, and it looks like it has Chris Christopherson and Willie Nelson. Yep. <laughs> That's it. And for, let's see what it was nominated with as far. Uh, this is the same category for best score soundtrack for visual media. <clears throat> and uh, it beat out Against All Odds. It's Phil Collins. The Footloose soundtrack. The Ghostbusters soundtrack. And the Yentl soundtrack. Never even heard of Yentl. Um, and uh, there is a sequel to this film. We might talk about it. Oh, it is. Graf- graffiti Bridge. Oh. I always get that mixed <clears throat> up with physical graffiti for some reason. Graffiti Bridge is the... Um, yeah, it is the sequel to Purple Rain. It has its own soundtrack. Prince wrote and directed it. Okay, and he stars in it, presumably. Yeah. Okay. It also, Morris Day returns. Jerome returns. Oh. Um, and it also includes uh, Mavis Staples. Some people, yeah. What George the... Clinton. Uh, Tevin Campbell. Campbell. What? Rosie Gaines? Rosie Gaines, yep. Oh, because he's got the new power generation in this one. Yeah. Yeah. Oh boy. Mm. Who would go on? Most of them would go on to play in Nick Jonas's band. <laughs> Nick Jonas and the administration Lord. was like fifty percent new power generation. <laughs> <laughs> I always thought that was funny. He's got good taste in band members, but that's just, I always thought that was funny. Um, anything that either of you would like to add about the film? Uh, when. 
when placed with um, Dumpster Girl and <laughs> Server, <laughs> Prince is best actor. <laughs> Dumpster Girl. Yeah. They were awful. In the best way. Just to know that Morris Day was hot of his mind makes it even more entertaining. That he was just, he was on that stuff. Um, but yeah, this movie, as I'm watching, I'm like, this movie is really bad. Like, it's just, yeah. it's basically, it's just like you're waiting for the music to start. Yeah. Plot. There's no, yeah, there's no plot. No. Um... Slap, slap, slap music. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's kind of what it feels like. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> so uh, we'll get to my Irum of the Week, and I added the wrong one because I was trying to add it to the list first. So uh, one of our first few episodes was a Because Five of our uh, movie soundtracks from the 90s. Mm. And one of my favorite movie soundtracks ever is uh, the Mo Money soundtrack. I was, I thought she was going to mm. say that. I mean, mm. I don't like Mo mm. Money, Mo Money, but... <clears throat> so, yeah. <laughs> uh, it was... The out, the soundtrack was taken off of Spotify for oh, a while, so and they just put it back. And one of my favorite tracks is uh, basically an instrumental track. The whole, the whole soundtrack is produced by Jimmy Jam and Terry Lewis, and they did their own song mm. as and credited as Jam and Lewis... And it's an instrumental. Um, I can't remember what part of the movie it was in, but it's just called the new style. Okay. And this is 1992, so they thought they were being futuristic, kind of like Teddy Riley also was at the time. So, <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, it, it's it's uh, it's one of my favorite tracks on the on the soundtrack, honestly. Because um, it's just it's, stuff from that soundtrack thing because I liked. Um, best things in life for free. Uh, so this is the new style by Jam and Lewis. I think it's background vocals from Janet Jackson, of course. Um, and we'll be right back.
That is The New Style by Jammin' Lewis from the Mo' Money soundtrack. Uh, you can find that on our BTT YHC Earworms of the Week playlist on Spotify right now. So that'll bring us to the end of this program, this episode. Um, Eric, as we always say, if you want to be found, where can people find you? The Eric V, that's the with two E's, and then another E for Eric, and then the letter V is in Victor. Everywhere except YouTube, where you can find me as Streamer School. Miss. My main thing is like Twitch, so I want to be found on Twitch, Twitter, Instagram, maybe, but yeah. Um, and uh, were there any other Power Rangers games out there with Zach dancing? No, because that's the only, only one, yeah. one that Zach is in. The um, second one was made after the movie. Yeah, so Adam's mm. the Black Ranger, and um, we don't. And Aisha, yeah, yeah, is uh, yellow, and her, and her lips are normal. <laughs> <laughs> and she doesn't dance. All right, um, and uh, you guys will see that in the the show notes. Um, what should we end the show with? What what song from Purple Rain? Because we only played one of them. <laughs> I always vote for "Let's Go Crazy." That's one of my favorites. All right, Second it, let's go. All right, so uh, end it with Let's Go Crazy. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And my iPad's on 9%, so we made it. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you, everyone, for listening, and uh, we'll talk to you very, very soon. Thanks, Sean. Peace. Peace. Life, it means forever, and that's a mighty long time. But I'm here to tell you, there's something else. The afterworld. A world of never-ending happiness. You can always see the sun, day or night. So when you call up that shrink in Beverly Hills, you know the one. Doctor, everything will be alright. Bye.